Holden, on this episode of That One Movie Podcast, we're taking a look back at Saw 1 through 4. Yes! Heck yeah, yes! baby. Finally! He doesn't want us to talk about Saw. He wants us to cut off our legs. Oh. Cut off our feet. All right, don't worry. We're going to be talking about Saw 5 through 8 uh, pretty soon here in a couple weeks. And, of course, always check out our Spiral review yeah. back in our back. We're not talking about that because we already have a review. Yeah, but. our back catalog, which is audio only, unfortunately, if, I knew, if you're on YouTube. So go check your favorite podcast listening platform for that Spiral review, our 100th episode of the show. Great. That's great. Right. Great episode. <laughs> uh, but before we talk Saw, we are going to discuss this week's news in the world of entertainment, including Disney delaying a bunch of Marvel TV shows, Craig Mazin from Chernobyl. The Last of Us. He is apparently writing a new Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Uh, finally, a conclusion to that weird Anna de Armas yesterday <laughs> lawsuit. If yeah. you don't know what we're talking about, check out that segment. Uh, very interesting story there. Barbenheimer, you know, the meme, apparently actually a movie. Not not yeah, Barbie not and Oppenheimer combined, but a literally movie called Barbenheimer. A literal Barbie Oppenheimer <laughs> combined movie uh, made by a studio. We'll talk about that. And then, of course, trailers for David Lynch's The Killer. Uh, Michael Mann's Ferrari and Emerald Fennell's Saltburn. As always, use time codes in the description to jump to whatever segment you want to watch or listen to the most. I'm Jimmy Uthi. I'm Holden Sutter. And it's time for Tom. 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 That one movie podcast. Tom. All right, Jimmy, before we talk about Saw, you also forgot to mention we're talking about Ahsoka, too. Oh, Ahsoka. Yep. <laughs> wow. It's realize, almost like it's forgettable. Yeah. Uh, before we talk about all of that <laughs> stuff, though, uh, let's do the Toms. <laughs> Tom's is the rapid fire segment in which we rate the news of the week in the world of entertainment on a scale of three mildly famous Toms, Brokaw, Bombadil, and Bergeron. I got to wait until the second set. Jump the gun, (laughs) false start, five-yard penalty, repeat, first down. Uh, Brokaw's the highest, Bombadil's the lowest, and Bergeron is somewhere in between. There we go. Jimmy, let's get to it. I got to wait. I hear I'm ready and I'm excited. We should write like cues, like script cues into this. Jimmy, don't F it up. (laughs) All caps and bold. Um, That's just a general statement at the top. Yeah, though, don't have up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we'll start with uh, trailers. Um, we got three this week. All honestly kind of similar energy, I think, in a way that they don't really give away much. Anything, yeah, I would re- say. Yeah, it, it, they're kind of like the best way to make a trailer, at least for movies like this where I feel like there's a lot behind it. Uh, but we'll start with David Fincher's The Killer. Uh, this is uh, his newest movie. It's going to be coming to Netflix. I think there's going to be at least a limited theatrical run on this one yes, um, I as so. well. Um, starring Michael Fassbender. What do you think of the trailer, Jimmy? Uh, well, he says stick to the plan a lot. He does. It's yes. very much, like you said, hard to know what's going on. It's very fast cut. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for to like really spoil anything. I'm sure if like you watch the movie and go back, you're like, oh, wow, there's a lot in this trailer. But yeah. it happens so fast and it's disjointed. It's so much information that your brain can't possibly actually like internalize what's <laughs> happening and remember what's going on, which I think is, is really good. It gives the vibe of it. 
Um, very, very much David. Uh, did I say David Lynch? David Fincher. I, I don't know. What if you I said, said David Lynch, <laughs> it's mean David Fincher. Fincher. I'm yeah. pretty sure I said yeah. I said David Lynch. That's what I have in my notes. David Fincher, Oops. different David. Both really good. Yes. Uh, David um. Fincher. Uh, <laughs> definitely that style. Of course, he did Seven. He did um, uh, Gone Girl. Yeah, right. it's it is very like mind huntery zodiac. Yeah. It's it's dark city streets, grimy, wet, <laughs> like lots yeah. of rain and whatnot. Um, looks very violent. Potent. I mean, obviously, I, feel I like don't it's think they show Tilda Swinton in the trailer, but she is in the cast, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was good. I, I was just I literally had in the notes that doesn't show very much, which no. I think is a good thing. I don't want to know a ton about this. I think this one in particular, I really like the energy of the trailer, at least like it. It's very rhythmic in, in what he's saying and everything. The music behind it is really good. I don't know if that's an excerpt of the score or not, but yeah, it's I, I just like know what this trailer gives off yeah the title reveal is pretty creative there's mm-hmm. kind of some sort of like blinds effect towards the end yeah yeah very interesting and again i i like you have this kind of em- lacking empathy psychopathic sort of michael fassbender mm-hmm. character who is uh probably leaving this trail of destruction yeah as the killer and he's always great hopefully this is actually a good movie that he's in finally <laughs> hopefully i'm gonna <laughs> give it a broke uh, hold. I believe we're getting this sometime in October. Yes, I forgot to pull. I forgot to pick up my toms off the floor. So uh, yeah, I'll give it a broke. There we go. All right, next trailer is Ferrari. This movie debuted at one of the festivals, and apparently it's boring. But the second half is good, and the oh, performances are okay. good. I haven't really read too much about the reception, but um, yeah, it's Adam Driver playing John Ferrari. John Ferrari. <laughs> Whatever his name is. Isn't it Enzo Ferrari? Oh, yeah. I think you're right. Enzo Ferrari. <laughs> John <laughs> Ferrari. John, you didn't even pick an Italian name. You're not like Antonio Ferrari no, or something. No, Mario Beni- Ferrari. <laughs> Benito Mussolini Ferrari. Uh, no. Um, I mean, he looks like he's probably going to give off a good performance. Makeup looked good. Yeah. It's pretty it, seamlessly looks like an, an, old, an Italian guy. Yeah. <laughs> an old Italian man. I mean, it, it, I get the sense that it's going to be jumping around in time a lot because I, I mean, I'm guessing when he's younger is when he's like the racer. Enzo, we need to get to 88 miles per hour. <laughs> I'm sure he's going faster than that. Maybe. Um, I, I don't know this one. It looks period piece, biopic drama. Um, yeah, I don't know. I the the <laughs> I don't I I don't know anything about it. The Ferrari people got I don't it. So I I'm not all that interested in it. I feel like I'm probably not going to enjoy this movie as much as Gran Turismo, which <laughs> seems like the absurd statement of the century. <laughs> But I'm just like, I already saw a pretty exhilarating racing, racing movie. You don't need to see two. I, no. <laughs> you're, you're set. <laughs> and I was well, just watching this. I'm like, I don't, that just doesn't look as exciting. No. And maybe you have more of the Less biopic the side, the biopic side. But I'm just like, I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, I like Adam Driver a lot. Apparently Penelope Cruz is great in it as well. Mm. But when people, when the reviews are just kind of saying it's boring, mm-hmm. like that's, that's not a good sign. It's, I'm sure it's over two hours long. I apparently Probably. the second half is really good. Okay, so maybe 
I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what it, you know, if it gets nominated for best picture, we'll see it. But I have a feeling that this could be one where it's nominated for performances and, yeah, and, and not, not, pick, and not, not best, best picture. picture, but we'll see. Uh, yeah, I mean, Michael Mann's a good director that I've never seen any of his movies. I, just what I've heard, a lot of his movies are quite good. It's like, Last of Mohicans and what was the other heat. one? Heat. Yeah, I haven't seen um, Heat either. Which I need to see Heat. Yeah, there's and apparently that Miami Vice movie from the early 2000s a lot of people like. I don't know. Um, but anyway, uh, I'm kind of mixed on it too. It looks fine. Uh, I might watch it if it comes to streaming and it's you know nominated for some Oscars, but yeah. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm not. I'm not an against this movie. It, it could be very good. Um, especially it's hearing the second half is good. So I'm gonna go Bergeron. Yeah, I will also give it Bergeron. I'm going in with low expectations. If I ever do see this movie, so hopefully I'm pleasantly <laughs> surprised and I enjoy it a lot. Yes, just like I did with Gran Turismo. Mm-hmm. Never did see Ford versus Ferrari. Ford v Ferrari. Oh. Does that have John Ferrari in it too? <laughs> I don't <laughs> think so. I think that would be. I don't know. We never did see that, though. No, I didn't. That was uh, the only Best Picture nominee I didn't see that year. Yeah. I don't know why we never got around to seeing that one. It was during the podcast, too. Huh. I don't know. Sometimes just it, let, let down. Yeah, we just missed <laughs> that one. Uh, a good old friend, James Mangold, friend of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> he liked our review of his Indiana Jones movie. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Last trailer is Saltburn, uh, the new film by Emerald Fennell mm-hmm. or Fennell. Uh, who, of course, did Promising Young Woman, your yes. favorite movie of 2020? Yeah, I mean, I, I it's it's hard to say if it would hold up, you know, among other, like if there were more movies that came out that year, but it, I still really like it. I've seen it a couple times at this point. I think that movie's amazing. Yeah. I think I've only seen it once, but uh, that movie is only is a movie that I've only liked more since it came out. I, uh, I Just think thinking that, about it and stuff? I think it's a great film, and I want to revisit it someday. Mm-hmm. Just one of those movies that's just really entertaining, but also like, wow, there's substance here. And yeah. This is pretty deep and it's got some pretty nuanced kind of themes to it. Great lead performance. Yeah. Very it's very way. similar to Barbarian in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there are some similarities to Barbarian, but not, but a completely different film. Yeah. Uh, but it, I really enjoyed that movie. Um, so I'm excited, of course, for whatever Emerald Fennel has next. Yeah. Uh, which is this movie, Salt Burn with Barry. How Keegan, you, Keegan, I believe, it, I believe you say Keegan, 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 Barry Keegan, uh, who's been in a lot. I mean, he was just nominated for an Oscar for uh, Banshees of Inish Sharon. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in Eternals, everyone's favorite oh, Marvel that's movie. Right. He was um, the Joker. Yeah, he was the Joker for like the a Batman. Scene. I don't know. I've liked everything that I've seen him in. I think he's he's a very good actor. So this being at like a lead role for him is very fun. Um, you also have Jacob Elordi, who's from Euphoria. Okay. Um, he's very good in that. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it, another trailer that doesn't give away a lot. You wrote down here it's listed as a mystery, but it's really hard to tell from on the Google. trailer. Yeah, on Google like, it's just it's put categorized as a mystery, which I was like, oh, that's interesting. I, it makes me more intrigued. I like a good mystery, mm-hmm. uh, especially like in one setting at this castle, I think is yeah. really cool. I uh, think the property is called Saltburn. I believe that's what yeah, it's... Okay. Yeah, they're like, welcome to Saltburn. Okay, I can remember if they said that Pretty the cool name of the house. That That'd be, it's like a really good medieval city name. Mm-hmm. Saltburn. That is. <laughs> like, oh, you're just coming from Saltburn? 
Yeah. Sounds like a Jason a, Statham. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you better watch out for the Meg. It's in salt, salt burn. burn. You better hop into my Jaguar. <laughs> um, but I, I also have written down here that it's beautiful aesthetic, very different mm-hmm. uh, from Promising Young Woman, which is a it is a very nice looking movie as well. But this one's just more like artsy fartsy, mm-hmm. um, but in a very pleasing way. Yeah, and um, a lot of like ethereal things, you know. Like I'm just like I have no idea what this movie is, and it's about. Um, I think the premise here is very vague as well. On, on Google, it says a student is invited to an eccentric classmate's estate for an exciting summer, mm-hmm. which is similar to the Japanese movie House that we watched. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> li- which what is- if this isn't a, uh, like a British remake of that? <laughs> <laughs> for Ameri- I guess I, I think Emerald Funnel is American, but... Yeah, is, mm, is that's a great question. Actually, I don't know. Emerald fennel. Let's I mean, they they are uh, they are British no, in this movie. Hammersmith, Myth, London. Okay, in I'm, London. Never mind. You look like a fool. I look now. like a fool. God, I don't remember everyone. It <laughs> says at the top of the notes, Holden. It says, "Don't f it up." No, you did. Gosh. Well, that was for you. That's oh, it. That don't, was. I don't need to add no, it for I'm, me okay. too. <laughs> don't f it up, Holden. All right, there you go. Uh, what are we talking about? Yeah, the house. Check out our review of House mm-hmm. and go watch that on Max if that's still there. But yeah, I I'm very interested in this movie. Doesn't give away a lot, but it, it at least the trailer does a good job of keeping me intrigued. Yeah. Uh, and the, the director's uh, pedigree with her previous movies has already got me interested as well. Good cast from what I saw. Oh, Rosamund Pike is also in it. She's great. So, um, yeah, Brokaw. I think. Yeah, Brokaw for me. I like how it's different. It's yeah. very different. From uh, Promising Young Woman. I can't remember who's releasing this. I don't remember what company. Neon? Is it Neon? It's not A24 because it kind of seems like A24, but it's not. It does. I can't remember. I think I think Ferrari is, let's see, MGM. MGM. Oh, okay. Interesting. 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 Ferrari might be the Neon one. Yeah, Ferrari is Neon. Okay, cool. Um, Why do you got such a bright sign on your car, man? (laughs) That was a really dumb joke. All right, next story. Yes. Uh, So moving on from trailers, uh, apparently like every Marvel TV show has been delayed aside from Loki. Loki is still coming out in October, um, but this includes, uh, but not limited to, I'm sure if some are unannounced, uh, What If Season 2, Echo, Ironheart, Daredevil, Agatha Coven of Chaos, which has been apparently renamed to Agatha Darkhold Diaries. <laughs> Isn't that the third time? Yeah, that's the third <laughs> that's name. That's the third name. Uh, Wonder Man and X-Men 97, the uh, animated continuation of the 90s X-Men cool. cartoon. I did not know that half of those existed. Yeah, no, Wonder I, I feel like I'm keyed into these Wonder Marvel Man? things. I've never heard of this Wonder Man show. I'm vaguely aware of the character, but I did not know they were making I can eat so much bread. <laughs> mm, yum. White bread. (laughs) (laughs) It's enriched. Yeah. um, So the we know Echo is coming out January 2024, but every other show has been delayed vaguely to 2024 or indefinitely. Hmm. Um, A lot of these shows have obviously been affected by the strike, so that kind of makes sense. Um, But yeah, it's just kind of you don't really know. (laughs) Yeah. um, I don't honestly. Is there anything that I really care about these? Not really. Daredevil, I'm sure, is the one that most people care about. Yeah. Um, Daredevil, I believe, was filming when the strike started, so that one's not even finished. You know what? It's a terrible idea. Agatha 
dark, cold diaries. That it really is. <laughs> that is the most unnecessary thing I've ever heard of. And maybe it look made sense maybe at the time when we had WandaVision, which mm-hmm. was was that the first? That was the first one. Literally yeah. the first show. So maybe they yeah. I don't know. Unless there's an absolutely wonderful story to tell about Agatha Harkness. I don't know, man. I feel like when they talk about just like, oh, we should probably slow down on these. That one's that kinda, one's probably the one you can like, a, like get out. You, can, <laughs> you know, like I love. Uh, oh, what's the actress? Catherine Hahn? Catherine Hahn. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's something Hahn. I think Aubrey Plaza's in it too. Yeah, that, that works too. Two Parks and Rec uh, alums. That's right. Um, yeah, I, I she's great in their role and, and very you know charismatic. I just feel like this show doesn't need to exist. No. Especially if it's just going to be completely insignificant. Yeah, I, I, I'm tempted to say I'm more interested in it than like Echo, but Echo at least is like is a hero in the comics that I think there are stories about. So that probably has more potential than a like C-list villain show. <laughs> like as far as I know, doesn't have that much Agatha going on all along. Yeah. Yep. Um. Well, I I do not care. I I <laughs> I have not seen. This is a uh, Bergeron. Um, I have not seen Miss Marvel or um, She Hulk. She Hulk yet, or any the what if? I've seen like one what if. You saw the first what if? Yeah, and I was like, that I didn't need to see that. Yeah, I'm really only uh, the one I'm most interested in is Daredevil. The rest of them, it's whatever. So I'll just give it a Bergeron overall, personally. There we go. Woo. Woo! All right. Don't have to review all these shows. Yes. Nice. <laughs> um, but next up, this was an interesting piece of news. Uh, Craig Mazin, uh, who has been most recently wrote uh, The Last of Us and uh, obviously Chernobyl previously, is apparently co-writing uh, the new Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Uh, says he pitched new idea with Ted Elliott Um, This is a quote from him. Uh, He said, we pitched it and thought there's no way they're buying it. It's too weird. And they did. And then he wrote and then he wrote a fantastic script and the strike happened and everyone's waiting around. Who said that? Uh, I believe that was Craig Mazin. Craig Mazin said that. Yeah. Who? Okay. He pitched it and they bought it. And then he wrote, who was he wrote a fantastic That might be Ted script. Elliott. Who's Ted Elliott? Hold I on. think he's, from what I understand, he wrote previous Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Okay. Is he related to Sam Elliott? I don't know. I don't know anything Hello, about this. Hello, brother <laughs> Ted Elliott. <laughs> I'm renowned Western actor Sam Elliott. But I, I I, think for this, I'm I'm at least interested if he's involved in any way, but also that he says it's like weird. <laughs> It's yeah. like a weird movie that he didn't think Disney would be down for. Yeah. I mean, that sounds more fun than a not weird movie. Yeah. I'm going to give it a Brokaw for yeah. Craig Mason because he seems like a nice guy that I would like. He would be a nice guy to have like a dinner with. Yeah. Um, Just on a side tangent, I would highly suggest the uh, episode of the Auntie Donna Australian com- comedy podcast titled the Craig Mason interviews Craig Mason featuring Craig Mason where it's just three Australian guys pretending to be alternate versions of Craig Mason interviewing each other it's pretty funny I haven't gotten to that one yet but yes good uh, podcast yeah it's from a couple months ago so check that out Auntie Donna on whatever podcast thing you listen to yes check them out all right 
what's going on? Uh, the Anna de Armas lawsuit, Holden. Yes. Yeah, so a bit of background. We talked about it a few months ago. Whenever that was when it was for, when it was first happened. Only a few months ago? I don't know. I don't know if it was. I feel like it was not a year ago. This I, is so, one of these stories that you could have told me we talked about this four years ago or like. <laughs> it's t- definitely within the ago. last year. Okay. I don't know how, how soon beyond that. But um, anyway. It was this lawsuit that came out and people, myself included a little bit, were a little worried about the precedent it might set. Essentially, um, these guys were planning on suing uh, Universal for uh, the movie Yesterday. came out a few years ago. Um, <laughs> Ironically. Yeah. <laughs> um, and in the trailer for Yesterday, uh, Ana de Armas showed up, but her scenes were actually cut from the final film. Um, and so they were suing them because they went to this movie thinking that she was going to be in it and they, she wasn't in it. So they're essentially suing for like false advertising kind of thing. Mm. Um, you've been, you've been lying to people about having Anna de Armas yeah. in your film. Now you must cut off your own Armas if you want to survive. <laughs> Live or die. Live Make or your die. choice. Uh, so this lawsuit has been dropped by the court. I think after kind of the initial reactions, no one had really been taking it that seriously. But overall, it's probably a good thing because I think that like, while I don't want like trailers to lie to you, I just I feel like there is some benefit sometimes to trailers being a little misleading. Yes. And I feel like if that if this were to have like gone through and they would have won, that would have like stopped that or at least lessened that from happening. Well, and also that's such a hard situation for a studio because when you make a trailer, a lot Mm -hmm. of times the movie isn't like locked. Yeah. I mean, like, exactly. I think I talked about it last time, but Rogue One, there, like that original trailer or second trailer, like, there's a lot of stuff in that that mm-hmm. is just not in the movie. Like, famously, like the shot where they're running on the beach and the ATAT yeah. shooting at them is like the just, TIE fighter flying. Yeah, up. the TIE fighter flying yeah. up to kind of that catwalk thing. Like, neither of those are in the movie, which I was like waiting for to happen. Cause I was any, looking forward to them. Any scene with bald forest Whitaker. Oh. <laughs> I, I got to rewatch rogue one. Man. I just it's remember the, the trailer. He's been, bald, but then with the reshoots, he had gray hair grown out. I did not remember that. I just remember save the rebellion, <laughs> save the dream. Um, Sog saw Guerrera. Saw Guerrero. That's going to be the last one. Saw Guerrero. <laughs> I had to shave my head in order to survive. To survive. To help some, the rebellion. Some people are so ungrateful to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of sounds like Jigsaw. Saw Guerrero. He's the new Jigsaw copycat. Dude, <laughs> Star Wars Saw. Make there we go. Out. Saw Wars. Lionsgate, get on that Disney train. There you go. Um, <laughs> this is... I don't care. Bergeron, this lawsuit was dropped, I guess. Or broke up. I think I'll give it a broke Sure, why not? Um, I, I did think it was funny. I don't know exactly what he meant by this, but the judge referred to this as a self-inflicted injury to the, the people that were trying to sue. Like, like well, it I guess their... they spent a lot of money on yeah. lawyers. Yeah, that's probably it. Um, but yeah, uh, then our final... Actually, I have another piece of news that I'll, I'll add in that's not written <laughs> down live off the top oh, of my man. head. Oh, man, he's calling audibles <laughs> at the line of yeah. scrimmage. But anyway, uh, last piece of movie news uh, is that Barbenheimer is a movie that is being made. That's right. being yeah. It's called Barbenheimer, like combination Barbie Oppenheimer, the, the cultural phenomenon from a little over a month ago. 
actually going to be a movie. Um, and it's being made by B movie studio, full moon pictures. I've never seen any of their movies. They have like a really strong cult following. They are like kind of crappy, but not like in an asylum way. It's like in a just cheesy, like kind of genuine campy way. Okay. And what do they have? Uh, they, the puppet master series, I think is them. It's like, uh, I, I've never seen any of those. I can't remember what else they've made. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of people that really like their movies. Um, they're maybe not the most critically acclaimed things, but kind of cult following stuff. Anyway, here's the premise for this movie. Oh boy. Uh, deep within Dollsville, a group of fed up female dolls led by the brilliant Dr. Barbenheimer <laughs> build an atomic bomb. Their mission to bring down the patriarchy once and for all. That as the battle of the sexes swells, will Barbenheimer and her bevy of beauties end up blowing up more than they bargained for? Comedy, drama, action, and Armageddon erupt in Full Moon's latest freaked-out fantasy film, Barbenheimer. Well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, is it a cash grab? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I don't know. It sounds like they're making this on a pretty crunch schedule, too, which, I mean, kind of makes sense if they want to get on this. But I, it's probably not something I'll ever see, but I think the trailer will be hilarious, so we'll probably do that at least the podcast yeah, it sounds like just like snl like yeah they they you know i i did see i saw it tw- i don't remember if i mentioned this on the podcast before but i saw a tweet that was like i'm so glad snl is in a writer's strike right now that way we don't get a barbenheimer skit um <laughs> uh, for me this reminds me of the winnie the pooh blood and honey stuff where that came into the uh what do you call it? creative commons copyright uh, public domain public domain there we yeah. go because it does kind of remind me of that i it's I don't know. It's weird to me that like they can just call it. What that. if they just got Margot Robbie and Killian Murphy? <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. <laughs> Christopher Nolan directs. I saw something that I don't know. We might've mentioned this before. I saw something that Killian Murphy was like, yeah, I'd be a Ken and Barbie too. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see Christopher Nolan's Barbie too. That'd be, they should switch. Yeah. They Oppenheimer should, too. Oppenheimer too. <laughs> is Greta Gerwig. Uh, yeah, I've almost made a politically insensitive joke there. So I'm, <laughs> that's my filter. I did it. I didn't Good. F it up. I'll it tell you after the up. podcast. Hold it if you remind me. <laughs> um, oh, cool. And then the final piece of news I just want to add it in is actually kind of more TOG related. Yes, that one gaming podcast. Um, and that is that apparently uh, SAG-AFTRA is looking at striking for video game actors. Oh, wow. Um, it hasn't officially happened. They're kind of gauging interest by video game voice actors right now and, and going to call a vote soon. But it's possible that they will be joining in on the actor strike. All right. So uh, <laughs> Troy Baker. <laughs> Is join the strike. So 100% of all video game actors <laughs> join the strike. Uh, all right. Well, I guess good for them. I don't know. Are video game companies not paying actors? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. The, I mean, we don't know many details. Of, I'm sure if the, the strike is authorized, we'll hear about, you know, their stories and stuff. Yeah, but I don't know. I guess really if that's a thing that they need to be paid better, then yeah. I don't know. Video games make an absurd amount of money. Yeah, it's, they do. If they're <laughs> if, like it's the AAA ones. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I don't know enough about this. So I'm gonna go Bergeron. Yeah, I'll go with Bergeron. But interest. I'm excited to hear more. Yeah. 
All right, there we go. That's enough Toms and Tog for this week. So, yes, yes. Holden, thank you for reminding me. We are going to talk about Ahsoka Soka Bubblegum. Ahsoka, What's the name Ahsoka of this episode? Bubblegum. You know? <laughs> uh, time to fly. Good, cool. There we go. All right, they fly now. Okay, they here we go. They fly now. Ahsoka uh, episode three. This is going to be our spoiler discussion. So if you don't want to hear spoilers or you just simply don't care, jump to our Saw retrospective one through four. Those are all some spoilers. Blame you. So, hey, well, hold on. We're going we're gonna to approach it, pros right. and cons. Okay, okay. All right, we're going to create a T-chart, and we're going to talk about it. All right. Well, this whiteboard behind us. Yeah, there it is. It's an imaginary one. All right, Ahsoka, episode three, spoiler discussion, starting right now. All right, Ahsoka, episode three, titled Time to Fly. They Jimmy. fly now. They fly now. Um, this is the shortest one so far. Um, just a little over 30 minutes, I think, without credits. Um, you know, here's where I'm at, Holden. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, you have notes. That's yeah, good, I do have I notes. Don't, I don't have much on this. <laughs> this, look, I this episode, I like the bones of this episode. Mm-hmm. All right, I like the bones. I, I like a lot of the ideas. At the same time, this episode was so boring, and I... Oh my gosh, this was the least exciting thing I've seen. And it's, and it's, I don't think it's the writing. It's just the most lifeless, by the numbers, safely made thing. I just like, there is no energy to anything. Like, it is just so, it is like, you know, like George Lucas famously said on the original Star Wars set, like, energy and more energy. Like, that's what he would just shout and they would make fun of him for it. This like they needed George Lu- George Lucas to be standing there and just mm-hmm. going energy. Let's go! Oh my gosh, this m- show is just like going two miles per hour. It was just like, and and it was like everything. It was like there was no dynamic dynamism dynamic. I don't know. There's no dynamism. I don't. Is that a word? Dynamism. I don't know. This like you just be, say uh, it. State of it being dynamic. <laughs> all right. To any of the shots. It was just very plain. The right. sound effects, like the the one enemy ships, like the pew, 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 pew. The lasers <laughs> were the most. Why are the enemy ships literally using Nerf bullets? <laughs> like they shot them like 40 times. <laughs> like it's not fair that the protagonists get to have shields and then Literal they just one armor. shot. They one shot the enemy ships. I'm like, <laughs> I get the Empire doesn't exist anymore, but they literally couldn't find the worst possible dogfighting ships of all time. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's so the the dog fight part of this episode is easily the most entertaining, but also it's it's just it, lifeless. It's to me. lifeless. Yeah. And as you said, plot armor, it's just annoying. I feel like there's good idea. OK, so like the part where Ahsoka gets out of the ship awesome. is on the wing. It's so cool. Great idea. Great. I love I, it. Great idea. But it's just over. And it's <laughs> she so just, underwhelming. She does like a jump and then she just goes back in. <laughs> That's like it. I and and I do like there's some quippy dialogue in here. Like, oh I got him. She's like, now come get me. And she's just floating off like <laughs> zero gravity like that's good and there were some like uh the hugh yang or whatever the the droid mm-hmm. he's got some funny lines but even like those like the delivery of them or the way they are edited together it's just so flat mm-hmm. and i'm like i again i think this is like a decently written episode 
but it's like even though it's like 30 minutes it's like oh my gosh this was like a 15 minute thing yeah or if they're gonna make it this long they need to add more like it's just these ships kind of aimlessly flying around. That dogfight lasted way longer than it needed to. The first part, okay, so here's my, the first part I was like, there's no atmosphere to anything. I mean, it's very much like the original uh, A New Hope where they're fighting and there's just nothing in space. They're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And, you know, that works because it's the first time you see it. It's the John Williams score. Mm-hmm. And the actors have bring a lot of energy. It's fast edited. This it's just like, just slow... I don't feel any sense of danger whatsoever. It's just like the most just flat dialogue yeah. delivery. It, it doesn't yeah. look bad, but there's just, there's nothing, like I said, there's nothing dynamic going on. There's nothing piquing my interest. And I'm like, okay, well, I think this would be better if there was some sort of atmosphere to it. Like, could they have this fight like in a planet or in a junk wreckage field? Like they've done asteroid fields before mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. And then they do go, and to be fair, they do go to the planet and they have the space whale squid things. Yeah. Um, whatever those were called. They have a name that they said. Uh, and those are cool looking and they kind of fly around in those. I'm like, this is a little bit more interesting, but then it, it's but still, still it's like still not nothing. much danger. Like nothing, re- they don't really interact with them at all. No. And, and you would think that even like those guys, those bad guys are shooting the green lasers so often. Like you would, I kept waiting for like one to hit the whale. Yeah, and then they're whale, like, whale maybe attacks you know? or something. And then it like kind of bumps over. They they do kind of like fly through some, but I thought like they would fly through kind of you know like Indiana Jones Last Crusade style with the boats, where the one boat gets caught in between yeah, the yeah, two yeah. huge ships and blows up. You know, I thought something like that was gonna happen. I'm like that would be cool, and just no, and it just seems so pedestrian. And I look, I love Ahsoka is like confident about her abilities and whatnot, but it's like to the point where it's like, I, there's no sense of danger Mm. whatsoever. And, and I just am like this, I don't, I don't care. And it's just, it's so flat and it's frustrating because you look at it and you're like, it's there. I, this, I could see the script and the script works but the way they made it, just it was not translated with any sort of excitement and energy. Well, and it's it's funny you mentioned George Lucas running around on set yelling energy because I feel like the directing in this of the actors, like they just need more energy. I feel like everyone is just so like <laughs> slow and plotting in their delivery of everything. And it's like no one really has like any emotion <laughs> It's just like all stoicism. Yeah. It's and just not interesting. I don't know. It. It's just like, I don't know. Have fun. It's Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Like, just like, you know, yeah. like, like make it a little bit more like, I get it. Like we loved Andor, but Andor worked because like that was really well written and it was this espionage thriller thing and it was a little bit slower, but you know. You felt the tension, whereas this, I it's feel still like, like well paced. This stuff. thing, I feel like it needs to be a little bit pulpier. Like I think mm-hmm. it just needs to have more of that original trilogy, like fun to it. Mm-hmm. Um, which again, the the dialogue is there, the the writing is is there. I think particularly in this episode, and it just it wasn't. You know, there wasn't anything. And and I'll go back to the force training section at the beginning that we haven't even talked about. It's just like. We've seen this, like yeah. you know, like, and it goes on for like too long. so long. It's like it's nearly a third of the episode almost, and it's like, well, you just gotta you gotta sense my presence. And look, I I appreciate how she still stunk at it. Like I I'm glad it was like, oh, you just gotta think this way, and all of a sudden mm-hmm. I'm a little bit better. 
Like, no, it, it wasn't a cop-out. I think Dave Filoni does have a really good understanding of, like, the Force. And I like the fact that Sabine is not naturally gifted. Yeah. Um, and how Ahsoka's like, yeah, there is talent to it, but dedication is, is what's going to be the most kind of, it's going to put you ahead and, and get you to kind of help you master these things. And I thought it was cool that, you know, Hu Yang had that um, kind of that energy field and she kind of could see the results. But I don't, it just was like, we saw this her do the same thing like four times and, mm-hmm. and nothing changed. I just like, what? Wow, yeah, can we didn't... add something or, or just trim it down or can we allude to things? I think yeah, she does and, say like again or something and to kind of allude that they kept practicing, which I like, but like, yeah, it didn't really again. feel like Sabine or anyone was really in a different spot at the end of that scene than at the start, which is kind of a shame because of how long and how much time that took up. Like I, it sets up the whole her seeing with the force, which I'm sure will come to play at the end of the series. <laughs> I literally like, wrote down, can't wait for Sabine to use the force in the last episode. Yeah, like it, it sets that up. That's fine. But you don't need like 10 minutes of your 30 minute episode to be this, this training montage where nothing else happens. Yeah. Again, I is it egregious? No. I I don't think that part was egregious. It is slow. It's not in all that interesting. I'm a little bit more okay with the parts that are focused on the the force itself, the the philosophical nature of it. Those parts being a little bit slower because I know it's like a very contemplative like Jedi's a very meditational role. So I don't mind that as much the the slower pace. Um but when we when we literally are like having a dog fight in space, like come on, like let's go, let's let's bring it. Yeah. Um Thrawn. He's I love how Thrawn is just I wrote down he is uh Star Wars Napoleon, where everybody's like, We gotta exile this guy, we cannot let him return. Holy smokes, he's our biggest pain in the butt. Holden, I don't know if you know anything about Napoleon, but they kept exiling him and he just kept on coming back and starting <laughs> another war and almost conquering all of Europe. So, and that's just what they're on is at this point. Yeah. It's I, I'm, I think part of the problem with this series is we're halfway through Thrawn hasn't shown up at all yet, which to me indicates that he's just season sh- two. Yeah. Baby either season two or, or the movie, that thing. movie thing. And so it's just like like what the the entire stakes of this are this this hyper drive ring who cares like that's the entire thing Ahsoka like they could just blow it up the the there's so much forced conflict because for some reason the new republic just doesn't want to help with it uh, which I okay. didn't understand uh, their okay, reason that part worked for me actually like you know, like okay there's this vague threat of Thrawn maybe existing very far away Meanwhile, we're this fledgling republic that we can't afford mm-hmm. to even help our own people. We have all this infighting within. This is not our biggest problem. I thought that part was very believable and well done. I liked that. Um, I did like, you know, Mon Mothma coming in and being like, you know, I got to level with you. Like, this, like, even if I do believe you, this is a hard sell. I thought that was very much grounded in a in a realistic take of what it would be like, and that that very much felt like an Andor side of mm-hmm. politics to it, where it's like, okay, how would this actually play out? Because like the Republic's not going to be like, oh yeah, let's just dedicate all these resources we don't have to this vague threat that's probably not a big deal, which I mean, obviously it is because yeah, it's the the story we were following. But I I thought that was very believable. I liked that. I think that worked for me. I I. 
I understand that side of it. I think for me, it just would have, I don't know, like we've already, like we already have confirmation that there's the, there were like these Imperial guards that had infiltrated this like junkyard and stuff. And I, I just like, I personally don't buy how like unconcerned they are about that. Like, sure. Maybe they can't commit everything that, that Hera wants. That's, that's fine. Cause it, she is asking for a lot. But like, there's already proof of like bad things afoot, and they're just kind of like, I don't know. I see they're like, well, it's like you know, like they're like, well, this is not going to be perfect. We are like just literally replacing this empire, Mm -hmm. so there's and we're we have to use the empire's infrastructure in order to do these things. So naturally, the people there are maybe going to have fealty to the empire, Um, and that's just like the reality of the situation. And I thought that I, I think that worked really well. I, to me, actually that was one of the strengths of the writing of the episode. And why I said like the writing for me in this episode works really well. It's the translation to the screen that doesn't for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I would, I just disagree. I think that that part worked really well for me and, and the political side. Um, let's see what else was I going to say about that? I cannot remember, but, um, uh, Harry's kid is just there. Yeah. He's probably a person in rebels or yeah. something. Um, Jason Chopper says I should be a Jedi or whatever he says. Chopper's kind of funny, not gonna lie. Uh, it's just a droid. <laughs> I like how he like talks though. Like, I don't know what are you trying to do. Yeah, what do you He's got man? arms. Yeah. Um, do I have anything else on here? Don't. Oh, I have. Ahsoka looked like Sonic in the spacesuit. Yeah, she kind of did. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> good observation. Yeah. I thought for a second she was just going to do the Leia thing where she's just like, Ooh. oh, yeah. I'm like, okay, she went on a spacesuit. That works for me. Um, again, could have been a lot cooler. I like how they just got blasted by like all those lasers and mm-hmm. just and even when fine. they got shot and then they're like fine. And then they, for some reason, they don't see him. And then Sith, not dark Jedi lady is like, well, you didn't have him, but I'm going to go get him. And then she's got the one henchman, something with an M that's just probably is like someone from Rebels, probably. And probably. that's like a reveal. <laughs> cool. Um, can't wait for Ezra to come back. This is all like this whole season just seems to be building to like the most inevitable, predictable things. Yeah. The and, bi- the biggest bait for future projects. And maybe they'd pull out the rug and, and it's completely different. But um, I don't know. It's just like watching this episode. I'm like, it just is too bad because it. It's not very good. <laughs> I think, well, it's not horrible. It's really, it's not bad. It It, it is it's just, just boring like, to me. I'm just like, this is just so it's the lack of energy and mm-hmm. which I'm hammering at home, but it just kills it for me. It, it just seems like, okay, you have all this money and you can't get this fundamental thing right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I'm not, I can't remember who the director of this episode was, but maybe they don't have experience. Maybe this is a learning experience for them. I just think that, um, man, we we can do better. We are, can do better. Are you excited for the next two episodes to be Mandalorian episodes? <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. Is he going to turn up? I can't, yeah. He's like retired now or something. He's probably not going to show up until that movie or whatever. Who knows what's going on with the, the Disney plus Star Wars reverse, which is just like two years ago when Mandalorian season two came out. I'm pretty excited about mm-hmm. everything. And 
now with season three not being great in our eyes and this not being great in my eyes. Book of Boba Fett. Oh, gosh. Book of Boba <laughs> Fett being just a dumpster fire. Um, yeah. Yikes. That's too bad. Uh, Andor's great. Yeah. I like that. Excited for Andor season two. Same. <laughs> Whenever that comes Very out. Much so. Uh, yeah. But that's where I'm at this episode. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, anything you got to say? I don't think so. Just halfway through and it just feels like we've gotten like an episode and a half worth of content. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens. All right, Holden, let's talk about some Saw. We're going to start off with Saw. The original is going to be spoiler discussion. So if you have not seen Saw, if you have not seen Saw, do not listen to this. For the love of everything good, go out and watch Saw. It's a movie that... I was like the one of the first horror movies I'd ever seen, mm. and it's what uh, got me into the horror genre. So check it out. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. <laughs> all right. Saw the original one. Spoiler discussion followed by two, three, and four coming at you right after this. All right. Saw. One through four. We'll start with Saw 1, of course. Jimmy, this series is very, very important to both of us. Yeah. I love this series so This is one of my favorite movie series. Really? I didn't up. know you liked it this much. Yeah, I and re-watching them is just cementing how much I love these movies. You know what? I, okay, I'm glad you said that because re-watching these, you know, I remembered... We'll talk about this, but mm-hmm. Saw One, one of my favorite movies of all time. Sure. The, it's the answer to if you could watch any movie for the first time again, to me, it's the original Saw. And Interesting. I can, and the story behind that, I can get into in a second here. But I'm glad you said that because I like Saw Two, I remember pretty well. Saw Three, I was like, I kind of vaguely remember Saw Four. I'm like, I could not tell you anything that happens in Saw Four. Mm-hmm. I'm like, these movies are pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love, like, they're not like cinematic masterpieces, but they're like, very entertaining. It, yeah, there. So I'm. I'll say right off the bat, I'm not. Even though I know Jimmy never does, I I usually give ratings. I'm not going to rate any of these because I these movies are so just like what they are. <laughs> like yeah. They're very like you. You're getting probably what you expect out of them. So I'm kind of judging them more on that. And I pretty much like all of them for like more or less like some of them not not as much um but yeah it, it would be kind of pointless for me to try to rate them I, I, i'll i'll rank them that's what i'll do okay, I'll yeah, rank. that's that's what we can do once we do once we see saw 10 yeah saw x yeah saw, it's gonna knock our saw x off <laughs> um but yeah saw one directed by james wan written by him and lee winnell yes um and started a whole franchise. Do we have like a, I mean, I guess if we're doing, we're doing spoilers, spoilers. we don't really need I, to give a synopsis. I, so when we're going to talk about these movies, what mm-hmm. we like about them. And uh, we're also talking about, there's some just like really interesting stuff behind the scenes, like the making of that I think mm-hmm. is worth sharing as well. So we'll talk about some of those. I have a bunch of <laughs> notes down. I have notes for three and four. I was started notes on two and I just forgot to just keep writing notes okay. for it. So First two, you'll probably have to lead notes on, but um, yeah, Saw One. Yes, um, Saw One. Which is, even though I like at least one of the later ones more, 
This is probably the best one. Do you like, like Saw Six? I more? like Saw Six. I see. More. I don't remember Saw Six. I, well, I guess but. we'll see when I rewatch it. But I, from what I remember, I do like Saw Six more. And yeah. it's just it's it's about what you like in these movies ultimately. And Saw Six is like the perfect encapsulation of what I like about yeah, Saw. Well, that doesn't have Carrie Elwes. That's true. So. It doesn't have Carrie Elwes. <laughs> My gosh, <laughs> Carrie Elwes in this movie is hilarious. Is very good. The acting in this movie is horrible. It's and that's so bad. One of the things that makes it just fantastic. I I would best describe this movie. This movie is a it's a perfect example of a, it's like something that's greater than the sum of its parts. Because I think there's a lot of things in this that are just bad, like but objectively it, terrible. Yeah, but it like comes together to make something pretty awesome. <laughs> Holden, I they uh, here's a fact for you. So you know everything that happens in the so okay. First off, James Wan and Lee Winnell were like mm-hmm. roommates in film school together, something like that in Australia. They're buddies and they want to make a movie together. Yes, and they were inspired like the Blair Witch Project and something else to inspire like to finance their own movie. And they're like, well, we don't have any money. So what's a movie we can make without any money? They're like, okay, something in one room. They're like, maybe we, like, everybody, they're all in an elevator. And there's, like, the footage from the elevator, which that's like a, is that a Shyamalan movie or something? There's yeah, like a, Devil. Yeah. Um, but then they're like, okay, how about a room? All right. And James Bond's like, okay, uh, it's a room with a dead guy in the middle and two people chained to opposite sides of the room and they don't know why they're there. Yeah. And Lee Winnell's like, that's stupid. James Wan, you idiot. <laughs> and they thought about it. He's like, well, maybe this works. And he wrote down like saw in the lettering. And then he like sat down and, and wrote this movie or the premise of it. And they came up with the jigsaw a little bit later. But um, where was I going with this? Um, oh, yeah. Some of the things. So like they shot this movie. The bathroom stuff mm-hmm. was all shot in six days. Every scene in the bathroom, you know, like the majority yeah. of the movie was <laughs> shot in six days, which is crazy, but incredible. It, it kind of makes sense. <laughs> I mean, like, obviously, they're chained to one location, so it makes sense that, you know, they're able, they don't have to do a lot of moving around um, with the sets or anything. Uh, but that is still, it's a lot of the movie that they just. They just hashed out. And they, they shot it very all, all chronologically, too, the stuff in the bathroom, which mm-hmm. is uncommon uh, just because, like, for the sake of continuity. They're like, we don't want the continuity continuity to be messed up, so they just shot it in order, keep everything uh, in line. Yeah. I love all the, the – every time they throw something to the other side of the room. <laughs> yeah, it's just the shot reverse shot. You never actually see it, like, fly or anything. And it's always and just it's, a terrible throw. Yeah, it's awkward. Except like, the one time they throw the, the tape player. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't break. Just catches it and – Right to the part <laughs> that they got to listen to and they rewind it. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned the continuity. I saw these are on Amazon Prime right now. Yes. Is that how you watch That's them? That's how I watch Okay. It. And I was watching it on my laptop, at, uh, most of these. And so I was like looking at like the goofs and stuff like as they were popping up. I forgot to write down most of them, but I was just seeing all the continuity errors. And then I was noticing them in the movie. I'm like, oh, my gosh, now I can't unsee this. Yeah. It's nothing like major or anything, but it's just kind of, you know, makes sense for a movie of this budget. Well, I think so. Yeah, it's made for like a million dollars. Well, again, they also another interesting part of this is they made a short film. Yes. Which is based on the reverse bear trap scene. And uh, which Lee Winnell is the plays the Amanda. I think his name's like David, the original script or mm. something. He plays that character. 
who's a male in the short film, which I believe is just on YouTube. You can find it. Just yeah, like a I think I watched it a long film. time ago. I don't really. It's very yeah. similar. Well, they, they like I think James Wan's like we like the short film better. Like we had to re- do the actual one in like a few hours or something, and oh. we had like several <laughs> days to record the short film. Um, so they they like made that for like five grand. Mm-hmm. Uh, Billy the Puppet was made by James Wan, paper mache, mm-hmm. and he like assumed they were gonna make like make a new one for like the movie, and they're like, no, you just use just the one use you that. use that one. He's like, oh, okay. They did eventually make a new one, I think for Saw Two or Three okay. or something like that. Um, Billy the Puppet terrified me as a kid. Oh, absolutely. Like, it is a creepy design. So like, if I mean, even in the later movies when it becomes a bit sillier, like it is still a creepy design. And if you don't know anything about these movies, it is freaky. <laughs> yeah, the laugh is the laugh is iconic. Um, but yeah, when I was a kid, like I remember, I think it was the DVD copy of Saw Two had his face on it. I just like every time I saw it in the store, I was terrified. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I was gonna say like I remember like YouTube. I think it was Saw Four was just you know when just the banner ads all mm. over YouTube. Uh, and just like going on the family computer, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so scary. Yeah. In like 2007, whenever that was. Um, for whatever reason, that I think it was software when I really remember seeing Billy the Puppet. It the was the time. midst of me just being terrified of dolls. So that, and so I probably, when I saw that, I probably assumed the movie was about like a haunted doll or it's, something. It's okay, Holden. He's an action figure. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, and eventually Lionsgate uh, picked it up. And uh, the deal was, like, James Wan and Lee Winnell, good for them. They're like, you can have the movie, except Lee Winnell's going to be a star in it, and James Wan gets to direct it. And that was, like, their deal. And uh, some people were like, no, you're crazy. You don't have any track record. And Lionsgate was like, sure, you can have creative control and do it, which good on them. Lee Winnell, probably a better actor than a writer or better writer than an yeah. actor. So I had that other no, way definitely. Yeah. His, his performance in this is hilarious, but it, the dialogue is also hilarious. So it's like, <laughs> I, I don't got, know. The dialogue's, the dialogue's not really doing him any favors to be fair. <laughs> uh, although man, Carrie always might be outshine him for overacting though. Oh this, yeah. Oh, which Carrie always is overacting and, technically probably a better performance if I were to have to compare them, but it is still hilarious. Both are hard. goes. And I think it's just a testament to the script that even though the movie is just downright silly at times, like mm-hmm. you're very much in, in like engrossed in this mystery and the suspense of it and the thrill of it. And it's like, and all these silly stuff like alleviate or um, kind of just bring up the mood, lighten the mood a little bit, mm-hmm. but they don't, they didn't ever like completely break that immersion for me. Yeah. Uh, even though it is just goofy, uh, campy stuff. Um, but yeah, no, one of the things I really like about the Saw movies is that all the traps are practical. Like they're mm-hmm. like, which I kind of just took for granted until researching it more. I'm like, Oh no, this is like very clever. It's and they're like, like it's you where know, all the budget goes. <laughs> honestly, it's like the, the, the set designer and the production designer does a fantastic job. And like, they are like legit, like they work. Like they said, like if the machine is supposed to be supposed to rip your scalp off, like it will be capable of that. <laughs> like so, and then they make the safety precautions and stuff. But the reverse bear trap has got to be the most iconic. Yeah, saw trap, just that huge thing, and then the the demonstration. Mm-hmm. Um, 
pretty cool. But yeah, I got a few lines in here that I wrote down <laughs> when Carrie Stout was is like uh, grabs his daughter's feet, his daughter's feet to play the <laughs> um, this little piggy or whatever with her toes. It's like, oh, what a big tootsie. <laughs> Very <laughs> good. When uh, when <laughs> Lee Wendell Adam reaches into the toilet and he's like, you find anything in there? No, no solids. solids. <laughs> oh, and then they have the the uh, the cigarettes. Give me that sweet cancer. <laughs> that's a classic. I, I say that one sometimes. I think that's funny. Yeah. And then I didn't remember this line, uh, but uh, Carrie always is, always is like, what else have you been telling me? He's like, oh, I didn't tell you that my last girlfriend, who was a feminist vegan punk, broke up with me because she thought I was too angry. <laughs> I'm like, that was pretty quick, uh, Adam. My uh, my favorite line is the, my name is very effing confused. <laughs> What's yours? <laughs> That's That might be my favorite line, just at the beginning. Oh, man. Um yeah, but I love I love this movie and and watching it for the first time, the whole concept of the jigsaw killer, someone who's righteous in their own mind, and you can like you can see how someone who's a lunatic could justify this. Yeah, and just the creativity of the traps and and kind of like this symmetry of of this person's flaw or underappreciation for something, and then um, kind of highlighting that and if you do survive you are theoretically grateful for for living now and and you can be uh more satisfied in your life and it's like oh jigsaw sees himself as the hero mm-hmm. um pretty interesting concept i don't think all the the traps work to that extent throughout the series but I, the ones that do i think are 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 especially noteworthy and yeah. we can highlight along the way well, yeah, and the traps in this one, while not as as elaborate as the later ones, they still are quite good. I mean, the the barbed wire one is pretty hard to watch. <laughs> like that's just that kind of hurts you, from an editing standpoint. Yeah, as well. but yeah, <laughs> and I'll have to talk about that in a second. Interesting thing here, and I did not know this: the guy who is the guy in the barbed wire, mm. that victim, was their original choice to play Jigsaw. Mm, wow. Yeah, and he didn't do it because he didn't feel like... I mean, the first movie, Jigsaw, literally just lays on the ground until the end, yeah. pretty much, uh, other than when he's in his lair. So, so And that's why he turned it down. <laughs> okay. Wow, could you imagine? And then uh, James Wan sought out Tobin Bell simply because uh, he he liked his voice. Yeah. Which makes sense. Um. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I did not know that either until doing some research. Uh, otherwise, the editing, which we got to talk about. The, the reason why it is edited so crazily why? is because they literally did not have the footage they needed to bridge the gaps. Like, they okay. they were, they did not have usable takes for something, so they literally just, like, use this stuff to bridge the gaps. That You know what? That kind of makes sense because, like, I mean... And this even happens later on in the series too. I, I feel like, especially in four out of the ones we're going to be talking about, but like, like when it's when there's all the rapid cuts and everything, which is very iconic part of the editing of this series. Like, there are obviously just like weird like frames in there that are taken from alternate takes of like yeah. this, of the of the shot or whatever. So yeah, it, it that makes sense. But they say that <laughs> they're like so they're like everybody was like, oh wow, this is so stylistic and cool. They're like. Yeah, that's what it is. Stylistic <laughs> and cool, not just what we had to do. <laughs> I mean, it does make, I mean, even if it was entirely just 
because they needed to. It it works really well to make this series so like stand out. Yeah. Uh, the editor Kevin Grutert, who later becomes a director yeah. on he went directing Saw X coming out soon. Um, yeah, his his style is just so like consistent and it's so like <laughs> Rapid cuts, just crazy editing, weird slow mo shots. It, it, just like every it's trick in the book. It's back in the era of like not actual slow motion, like slow yeah, just 24 slowing down frames per second. It just looks like absolute trash. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, they're basically just like throwing every like editing trick at the wall. And it, I mean, it kind of works. Like just yeah. to its benefit, I think. Um, yeah. No, uh, and you have some like decent transitions. Like there's one where they go through the floor and then it's the ceiling of mm-hmm. that. But we, I didn't, we, we'll get to this just in Saw 3, but Saw 3 has some incredible transitions. Oh, Saw, uh, Saw 4 has the best one. Oh, Saw 4 was the best one. Yeah. Okay, no, sure. I know what I went in. That was one of the f- things I remembered about Saw 4. And, and I'm like, uh, yeah. And we'll talk about those when we get to that <laughs> conversation in, in a little bit. But um, yeah, there, I mean, just like, there's so much great stuff in this. Uh, one of the scenes that I just found chilling and and very suspenseful when I first watched it, which I'll just tell the story quickly of me watching this for the first time. I was mm-hmm. in high school. Uh, it was a get together. It was a marching band saxophone section get together. Wow! Oh, you know those are those Classic. are cool. Um, so. Uh, we were having this get together and we want to, you know, high schoolers, we want to watch, stay up and watch a horror movie. So back in like the on demand days, mm-hmm. or you're going through the cable on demand to see what's there. Sure, sure. Streaming services weren't huge yet. And, and, um, we see that like scream and saw were on there. So we were voting between scream and saw. I voted for scream. I was like, I would rather see scream. I got outvoted. We watched Saw, and the rest is history. I was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. Where has this been? I like went down huge rabbit holes. I listened to like every interview with James Wan and Lee Winnell, uh, and then I went back and, and watched a bunch of the sequels. Um, my- I still have never seen Saw 3D. Is that I mean, the I've only seen one you the, haven't yeah, seen? Yeah, that's the only one. I don't remember 5 very well at all, but I've seen it, and 6 I've seen, don't remember it. Seven, I've only seen the ending, and that and that's what I'm missing. So. Okay, but we'll get it, there. Saw. So my story is less interesting. It was just the summer before freshman year of college. I, you know, saw. I think it was on Amazon actually. I think at the time, I saw it. I was like, oh, you know, this is kind of fun. And then the other ones were on there too, and I ended up just watching them because they were all like short. They're not very long. Yeah. So I was, I ended up just binging all seven of the ones out at the time in two days. <laughs> I was, I was working at Hy-Vee, which is a grocery, if you're not aware, grocery store in the Midwest at the time. And so I just would come home from work and I just watch, I think I watched like three or four the first day and then the rest of the next day. And I was, yeah, I was just uh, obsessed with it. You know what? After finishing Saw 4, you know, I'd watch four Saw movies in a weekend and I was like, Man, I could I could watch Saw Five yeah, right now. It, it gets, I mean, especially later on, it gets to the point where it's essentially just episodes in a TV show. It is so like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you you want to figure out what happens next, uh, no matter how absurd. Um, but okay, but, I was going to talk about one of the most memorable scenes. Sorry, to sure, yeah, no, go ahead. But I interjected myself. With, I interjected a story, yeah. personal anecdote in the middle of my point. But one of my like the, the chilling, terrifying edge of my seat moments. 
of the first movie for me is when Adam is being kidnapped and he has the camera and the flash. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the sound of that. That is fl- great. It's such a clever scene. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that had been used before in another movie. It's maybe, seen- but yeah. It works so well. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, that, being like my first horror movie, that scared the daylights out of me. <laughs> and I do appreciate that this movie. It lets you know when the jump scares are coming. Like yeah. it's more about the mystery and the tension than the horror. And it's also, you know, Saw gets such a bad rap for being quote unquote torture porn. Mm-hmm. The first one really is not like all the violence really happens off screen or it's like yeah. after the fact that you see it. Like even when they cut off uh when Carrie always always cuts off his foot, it's like it just shows like the initial cut. Of it. Yeah. When uh the agent, what's his name, gets his head shot off with a shotgun. You see the aftermath. But That's you don't true. See yeah, it happening. Um, even with the barbed wire stuff, it's like you know, all that. Yeah, it, it is interesting because this movie. I mean, even though it is the one that started it and it, it, you know started a lot of things with the series, it is also one of the more different ones overall because it it a, a lot of the later ones start to follow a formula, whether you like it or not. Um, but this one is just like more unique in, in how it presents itself and the setup and everything. Um, it but it's supposed did, to be standalone. Yeah. True. Um, but it, I mean, it did also set up the, that every movie is just nonlinear <laughs> to the point of, of confusion at, at points. Um, but this one, yeah, it's, um, we have, we, we didn't mention, have we mentioned Danny Glover at all? No, we have not yet. Yeah. He's in it. He's the detective. He's pretty good. Detective tap. Yeah, um, I think yeah, I think he's pretty good in the movie. Um, he's probably giving the best performance overall. Oh, yeah, he, he seems like weirdly committed to the movie. Like, I mean, maybe it's just because the rest of it is so camp and everything. But he's he's taking it the most seriously out of everyone. He put in his two days. He did. Was he only in it two days? Two days. He was done. There we go. I mean, that's probably all <laughs> they could afford him for. Seriously. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. That. that Makes sense why they'd film Carrie always and say, yeah. They'd- and Michael Emerson was only a couple of days as well. Okay. I think. Um, so yeah, get all the, all the actors that have any name recognition in and out. No, they don't have to pay them more than, I don't know if Michael Emerson was really known yet. He was, he was no. on lot. Like he yeah, was on lost, lost. Would have come out after. And, uh, the guy who gets the agent who gets his head blown off. I can't remember his name. That's He's right. also on lost. He's also an old. The, the, the movie. Isn't he an old? The, Maybe I don't remember. I thought, I thought he was an old because I thought we talked about a lost guy and an old Maybe a lost not. guy. A lost guy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't um, but yeah, no. There's there's so much to like in here. Uh, one thing I did notice is like there is like a spiral in Jigsaw's workshop. I mean, it's also on Billy's face, but in the workshop, there's like a big spiral on the. Oh, wall. Okay. Like, oh it's alluding to That's the ninth it. one. <laughs> um, they were foreshadowing that far in advance, but uh, I. <laughs> I love all the un- just unnecessary conflict between Dr. Gordon and Adam. Just like, yeah, we got to work together. Although it it doesn't quite get to the like an annoying point. I because every time I've watched this movie, I kind of forget how the like poison cigarette thing goes down. Mm-hmm. And I'm always kind of surprised that he doesn't just try to have Adam smoke it. <laughs> just <laughs> literally just tries to kill yeah, try to kill him. So it's not. It doesn't quite go as far in the conflict as it could, but yeah, that'd be breaking his Hippocratic oath. That's you know what? That's true. He can't break that. (laughs) How would you know? I'm a surgeon. (laughs) Whatever he says, (laughs) I'm a doctor. (laughs) (laughs) Selling our kidneys on eBay. He's like, 
please believe me. If they selling on our, if you didn't have a kidney, you would know by now. You'd be in so much pain. How do you know? I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor. It's <laughs> great. High high bar writing there. Pretty um, good. Let's see what else do I got here. I just have all these random sporadic notes. Uh, we could talk about Jigsaw as as a character and just him like being motivated by this, you know, cancer diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Um, which I could, apparently Lee Winnell had like a really bad. I think it was Lee Winnell had a really bad migraine, okay. and he like psyched himself out that it was like this brain tumor. And then he was like, "Well, what if I did have a brain? Like, how would that affect my life? Like, how would my perception of life change?" And mm-hmm. and like and I guess that was a big. Um, big in, uh, inspiration for Jigsaw as a character. Um, he did not have a brain tumor, unfortunately. Um, but I thought I think that's interesting. Uh, what do you think of Jigsaw as a character? I mean, it obviously evolves over the course yeah. of the films. Like I think in the first one, he's like more like righteous. Like I don't know. Like you can. I feel like he's like in the other in the later movies he's just more of an a hole. <laughs> like he's just like clearly just this jerk who is just seems so self assured, but is clearly well, a lunatic. Whereas in the first one, it's like maybe this guy like I can at least see where he's coming from, even though obviously this is a horrible thing to do people. But you yeah. can see why he's like justified he, it. He's the, clearly always a hypocrite. Yeah, like that. That's that's evident from the start, and like his delusions just keep him from seeing that. I think in the first movie, I mean, ultimately he's kind of like he's a good antagonist, but he's kind of a non-character. Mm-hmm. Like he uh, he's so, he's very mysterious. You don't really know anything about him, which is fine because he is mysterious. But like you just know, you know what he's trying to do based on what like what he's saying. Um, but yeah, there's not really a ton to grasp onto in this movie. And even with like Tobin Bell, cause I mean, he, you don't even know it's Tobin Bell until the end of the movie. Some people are so, so. grateful to be alive. <laughs> yeah. So you don't, I mean, aside from the vocals, you don't really uh, get that performance or anything. Um, so yeah, I jigsaw, I think I, this might be a hot take. I, I like jigsaw more as the movies go on, I think. Mm, interesting. Yeah. And that maybe not necessarily from like the logic of his motivation, but I think just, I like him more as a character as it goes on. So I, I think he's just, I mean, he obviously tortures people to death or puts mm-hmm. people in torturous situations. Well, no, they well, killed technically he's never <laughs> killed. I'm like, yeah. I don't know. He did strap that reverse bear trap to that lady's head. And if she didn't get it off in a minute, her head would have exploded from the bear trap that he put on her. So I don't know about that. One thing I want to talk about, and it's more of a problem in the later movies, but I'm just going to get it out there right now, um, is I, it, and I don't know how you do it better because it doesn't make sense, but it bothers me how just like perfectly timed every, all these traps are. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and that's something that's easy to see past. I don't mind. I don't even necessarily mind the, like the games being timed, but it's like the people that wake up in a trap and then that's like, the moment that like they need to wake up yeah. and everything like that's, it's very stupid. It's, you can look past it, but it doesn't make any sense. in really I, any so of these like, movies. I think this, first one does a better job because like he's got like a camera or whatever watching them mm-hmm. and when she wakes up he like plays a video and then when she like detaches that's when the time yeah starts. and that makes more sense that works where as some like the sequels it's like like especially <laughs> saw two when like everybody wakes up and you have two hours to live or yeah whatever. i'm like yeah they're yeah they're breathing in stuff that whole time yeah. like yes yeah. 
Very silly. Um, but uh, we should talk about the ending, right? The mm-hmm. ending of this movie, in my opinion, like the greatest twist ending ever. Sorry, Sixth Sense. I don't know if it would if I'd classify it as that, but it is iconic and really good. I really like it. I, I shouldn't say greatest. It's my favorite. Yeah, thing. sure. My favorite of all time. Yeah, I no movie's gonna top this for me, I don't think, in terms of endings that are gonna just blow my mind. I think I just knew the twist going into this one. Oh, like, you like did? the first well, oh, yeah, that's too bad. Because I saw it in high school and I think it was just like by that point, that was like within a year or two of me starting to really get into movies. So I was just like watching a bunch of stuff about them. And I feel like at one point I just like found out oh, about the twist. That's too bad. Cause that just blew my mind. Really? And it's one of those things that you, it's really satisfying to like think back, especially mm-hmm. like the scene where Adam pretends to die, which is hilarious. Oh my God. Yeah. It's so, uh, <laughs> or whatever. And he then does. the zapping is, yeah, <laughs> but so good. It, it works. And there's a lot of plot holes in this first one or not plot holes, like plot conveniences or things that don't quite make sense in terms of the rest of the story that are, that are fixed in later movies. For example, like how do they not know Jigsaw was alive? Well, like later it's like saw two or three. I think it's three where he takes the thing that's going to um, relax, his relax his him. muscles and stuff. It also explains why the, the key in the bathtub gets flush down right away because Amanda mm-hmm. just throws it in there because she just kind of rigs the games. Yeah. Do you find out, I think, in Saw 3 as well? So it kind of clears up those things, uh, which were definitely questions after watching the first movie, but the music. Hello, Zep. Yep. Classic. Just an iconic, iconic score. And what what's insane about this score, and obviously this was not the intention from the very start, but it's so versatile because I mean, there's, there's different arrangements of it later on in the series and whatever, but it's, it works so well in this first movie, which is taken more seriously as like this big dramatic, you know, reveal piece and everything. It's very, uh, you know, nerve wracking and everything when it plays, but it also like in later movies, it can, the song can also play into like the campy, like silly nature. Mm -hmm. I think of it. It's, it's just like a really good piece of music that is versatile in more ways than I'm sure Charlie Claus are uh, intended. (laughs) It's so good. It's just such a good, like epic reveal song Mm -hmm. Uh, and the build of everything. It fits the editing so well. It fits the vibe. I just like when Adam's searching for the key, 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 and then he finds the tape. Like, that is just like the what the heck moment. Starts playing, hello, Sep. <laughs> you blah, 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 you know, whatever. And mm-hmm. then seeing his body come up in the background. I just, my mind melted. Yeah. My mind melted. And the, you know, we give Lee Winnell some crap for his acting, but his face of just sheer terror, that last scene, uh, I think is great. Mm-hmm. Jigsaw just rubbing it in. The, the key to that, <laughs> those shackles is in the bathtub or whatever he says. That doesn't make any, like, why would, they, I don't, that, I still that, don't understand that, that. No, that doesn't make any sense because even, <laughs> even if, like. It yeah, wasn't rigged. Yeah, even Amanda. if it wasn't rigged, why is the key just there? What's he going to, like, does, can he just leave? Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't. <laughs> Is, is Jigsaw assuming that even if the key I mean, wasn't rigged, that he just doesn't see the key? <laughs> he just, he's not looking around everywhere. You know, the key with the big, like, glowy thing on the end yeah. of it. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I, if you have an idea about that, comment below, uh, because I, I still don't understand that one. Maybe no. we do some more research there. 
Um, but yeah, that ending is great. Game over. Yeah. <laughs> I should say door. that at the end of the podcast. Honestly. Game over. Game over. <laughs> Which they love to use in every Saw movie, essentially. Yes. yes. Um, the final line. But yeah. Otherwise, you get the trap with the guy stepping on the glass and the candle. You know, maybe he's just oh, yeah. better off blowing out the candle and just trying random numbers at some point, right? Because then it gets down there. That is true. That's a good point. Like, I like maybe carry it around for a bit if you're careful and, like, find a couple of the numbers and then just blow it out. Or just, like, leave it on this, like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's a tough one. Also, I didn't. I don't remember. I can't remember what Jigsaw says about like why he has to do that. But, you know, I think it's pretty interesting. The traps in this one and uh, the reverse bear trap, the <laughs> that styrofoam head just exploding. Yeah. And Billy, the puppet, just. Uh, you familiar with Gigglebees? Okay. Gigglebee. There is this place in Sioux Falls with uh, Wilbur, the wombat, something like that. Uh it was like Chuck E. Cheese. If you know what Chuck E. Cheese is, um, you're familiar with this. What's like the Simpsons equivalent um, of Chuck E. Cheese? I can't is that remember. What I'm, I, it's something like that. In, you know, the Krusty Land or whatever. It's like this animatronic um, Chuck E. Cheese-like thing. I know Freddy's. But it's, yeah. It's, <laughs> it, but it's this, I think it's a wombat, Wilbur. And he like <laughs> comes on this bicycle and he would like bring your pizza mm. to your table because there was like this track. And it's just like. If I remember to, I'll, I'll put a picture here. But somebody, like, bought him, Wilbur um, Gigglebees. Uh, and if I remember to, I'm going to put this into the video version and maybe link it down below. But here's the what, And it just oh. would come out in the seat, and they would pull that out. And um, definitely, if I had seen this movie, that would just terrify, terrify me. Yeah. yeah. Because, I, can I mean, see that's, he's that's disturbing kinda, looking. Yeah, just, that is scary. Yeah, you gotta put it's that exact same picture, and on. then it would like turn and like talk at you. No, and then like no, that. like they would have a microphone in like the back room. Like it's like the wizard about like don't pay attention to the people behind the curtain. They would like talk to you. Um, but yeah, I'll I'll put this up and I'll put it in the notes to do Wilbur here. Um, so yeah, <laughs> that's what I got to say about that. Uh, anything else to say, Holden, about the original Saw, one of the great movies of all time? I don't think so. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's fantastic. It's the best movie you've ever seen. All right, that's Saw, the original one. Now we're going on to Saw 2. Saw 2 Fingers. Saw 2 Fingers. All right. Saw two, saw two fingers, saw as two the fingers as the post. Yeah. Um, the first movie was very successful immediately, made over a hundred million dollars on a budget of a million dollars. So was it a hundred million? Yeah, I thought it was like fifty something. That's one hundred and three million. Oh, wow, that's a lot of money. Insane. That movie did so good based on its budget. Probably one of the highest returns on <laughs> on investment of any movie. Um, but they immediately greenlit a sequel. Saw 2. Mm-hmm. James Wan did not return to direct. However, uh, Lee Winnell still wrote and uh, still based on a story treatment James Wan participated in, from what I understand. Yes. Well, so this movie, um, Darren Lynn Bowsman, yep. or Bo- Bowman Bowsman, I don't know Bowsman, how to say Bowsman. He's the director of this. Um, and 3 and 4. And, and Spiral. Th- and Spiral, yep. <laughs> Which is cool that they brought him back for Spiral. But um, mm. he 
this is his directorial debut. Mm-hmm. He had written a movie, I think it's called The Desperate, which later was right. adapted was as like this. The Collector or something, a different okay. movie. They originally thought of maybe doing it as a Saw prequel. I think it was Greg Hoffman, the producer of the first two movies, said, mm, don't want to do a prequel. How about we uh, do make this, uh, we take your des- The Desperate uh script because they this movie made a bunch of money the original and they're like we got to make a sequel fast yeah. for next halloween and they they approached about bowsman as at this and they they adapted it into the sequel which apparently bowsman's like it has elements but it's a really different movie mm-hmm. um which i guess we could watch the collector and compare it if we really wanted to know but uh yeah interesting kind of behind saw too there was they were never planning on making a sequel mm-hmm. in fact on one of the i remember distinctly on one of like the interviews i'd listened to afterwards they joked like like why would there be a sequel like what is it going to be like the revenge <laughs> of the one-legged doctor <laughs> like that's what they joked um but yeah no they they and they said that it's gonna happen with or without us essentially yeah but yeah saw two and it's saw with donnie Wahlberg. yes quadruple that budget Use that to buy Donnie Wahlberg. Essentially. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, it's um, it kind of starts the I, I would say it kind of starts the general premise for most of these movies. Like they there's variants on the same formula, but it's kind of the start of the formula. Yeah. Right. Like, um, because I mean, this movie follows a police detective, I mean, similar to the last one, but the more personal stakes in this because his son is abducted. So he's trying to find Jigsaw and figure out where these people are and everything. Meanwhile, on the flip side, you have people in this house trying to figure out these, solve these challenges, trying to escape while without dying by breathing in all this toxic fumes and whatnot. So it, yeah, a lot of Saw movies follow a similar premise to this just having the two storylines go hand in hand um but this one i used to say was my least favorite it but it's after re-watching them i don't i don't know if i would give an official ranking yet it has gone up but it's still lower tier for me i would okay so when i first watched it i remember thinking you know it's not that much lower but then rewatching it this time, it is my least favorite of these four. Yeah, same. Definitely. Uh, and mainly because it's boring. <laughs> like, I, I, to me, the house part could be a lot more exciting than it is. Okay, so the house part, and this is like my third or fourth time watching this movie. And it wasn't until this time watching it that I really kind of pinpointed what I think is my problem with it. And it's that. At a certain point, the challenges just stop happening. Yeah, they like, like well, they first off, they're just one. trapped in their room for a long time. Yeah, which isn't the most interesting thing. There's a timer on the door or whatever. They go through like two challenges, and I think it's the I think it's second or third. They just like fail. So then the door locks, and then they're just <laughs> the rest of the time with them in the house is just them screaming at each other and being miserable. Yeah, that- <laughs> and then like very late on, like a the one lady discovers the other room just a random side room puts like her hands in there which apparently there's like a box with the key on the other side so she didn't even need to put her hands in there oh really which for that one there wasn't even like a tape no so it's like why was that hers and what like yeah it seemed it seems like 
this is something that happens in other Saw movies. Like the, the traps are very personal to individual people. I mean, even in the first movie, like they, they're f- with Jigsaw's twisted logic, they're furnished around this, how these people live or how the people that are playing the game live. And yeah, it, it just doesn't, <laughs> these challenges are just like kind of random for the yeah. most part. They don't seem as like personal to, to the individual people. Okay. Well, the, I think the exception to that is the needle trap. The, the it's like finding a needle in a haystack. Yeah, the, <laughs> the needle the needle trap is great. It's an all timer for me because it is just it's so hard to just watch. Throws Amanda in there. Yeah. Too. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I first time I watched that, I like had to turn away for most of that scene. Um, and I do know the trivia that it's just they're just empty needles. They're they're not. Well, they they replaced a hundred and twenty thousand yeah. needles with fiber optic like cable yeah thing. so they're like bendy a hundred and they still that wasn't enough so they had to like put styrofoam at the bottom of the pit yeah it's just pretty crazy it is it is a really hard scene to watch i think a lot of that i mean you got amanda's giving a good performance there um with just how much pain yeah shawnee like, smith and 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 um some in some of those shots i guess her arm is actually like a fake arm Oh really? Yeah, which I didn't notice, which I thought oh, was cool. I didn't either. Cool. Touch. But yeah, the the editing and everything for that scene just makes it like <laughs> makes it you can like feel almost every puncture and everything and uh, the sound effects and everything. And they're like one second late. Yeah, that's my problem with this one. Traps too hard. Like, <laughs> dude. Yeah. What? <laughs> like, why do you need a timer for that? Like, if she digs through the pile, like you already have the two hour overall. Yeah. Timer. What's the point of the extra timer? Like, if she finds that in two hours, like, I think she earned it, man. Like, mm. I don't, I don't want to tell you how to do your job, but I think, I think she, if yeah. you find it within two hours of that, <laughs> I think she earned that one. Okay. I think I, I let her off the hook. Mm-hmm. Um, but or I guess hit the the guy can't remember his name the who was was supposed to be when he just threw Amanda in yeah yeah uh yeah that's a just a disturbing scene mm-hmm. um what was the the what was the trap before that that they go through the furnace oh the furnace which okay. is not successful okay they didn't true. do anything that's true you're right but for some reason they can still go on after the furnace I like how I Jigsaw also reused X marks the spot mm-hmm. like dude. Come on. I know Chad GPT didn't exist yet, but you, it's li- you at least wait another movie to use the same line. It's again. also like, like I don't movies. I don't understand how they just noticed the X right away. Like when they walk it's by it. Very inconspicuous. It, yeah, it's just a or shattered or a, a broken picture frame, which, you know, clever, I guess. But it's not like they had been walking by that the whole time. That perfectly. I don't know. Talent. That is talent. To get that I mean, he's an X. engineer, so. It's a... It's a <laughs> Do you think he's going to say X marks the spot in Saw X? Oh, he has to. I hope so. And I hope Amanda turns to him like, really, man? Again? You, again? X marks the spot? Oh, are you, a, are you Saw a, 1 and 2, so are you, are she you might a, not know. Are you a big Pirates fan? <laughs> you working with Craig Mazin on this new script, man? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Uh, so all this stuff. Yeah, the furnace trap, which... Remember, when you're in hell, only the devil can help you out, or whatever. He said, "Can devil can I don't know something about the devil?" And then it says the twist me, which okay, that works. But I didn't, I didn't fully get why the guy died half in the furnace. He burned his bottom half, burned to death. I, I guess. I guess. I don't know. It, but it, it seemed like, like obviously he was burned, but it didn't seem like I don't know. It didn't seem like he was <laughs> burned enough for that to happen. <laughs> 
I guess, I guess I don't know the, you know, the physicality of burns necessarily. Yeah. But. I, I don't know. Maybe, uh, I, I've never been half burned to death. No, so I'm not going to judge the guy too harshly for not <laughs> pulling through there. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty disturbing one. The him burning to death, which apparently they like just, I think they found the house and mm. they like kind of did the traps around the house. Oh, okay. Cause apparently I think that furnace or a furnace was already there oh, or something. So, so they, they saw like that repurposed like, oh, good it. idea. I think maybe I'm getting that wrong. Um, but yeah, I, um, what was another, they had like another original plan and maybe it's on the Wikipedia page. So I'm just going to pull that up and see if I can find it. There, there was one that like Lee Winnell had like a plan for and they had to repurpose it. Well, the, was it the opening trap? The opening trap I think is, well, I, I, I like the needle trap a lot, but the opening trap is hard to watch. The Venus fly the trap. Venus fly trap one. Think of it like a Venus fly. Yeah, where he has to like dig into his eye and everything. That's, that's uh, a great one. Yeah, that's Honestly. that is very good. Um, he's like, is he an informant? Is that what he is? Yes, I think so. Something like that. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I I thought that was good. Let's oh see. yeah, police informant according to the Wikipedia. That's the first sentence, <laughs> the plot. Um, yeah, Billy was so the Billy the puppet was upgraded with remote control eyes and a servo driven mouth. Nice. Um, yes. Talks about the needle trap here. Hand trap. Okay. Yeah. So they had to, the hand trap was hard because they had to figure out a way for her to get in there, but actually not cut herself. Um, and then it says hackle subsequently. So this is the, uh, hackle, I believe is the, is the prop designer or whatever. Subsequently commented that the character did not have to put her hands into the trap. So this is the one where she reaches in and she gets them trapped in there. Uh, as there was a lock and a key on the other side of the box that would have opened the contraption. Okay. And then it says the original idea for the furnace trap came from the house having been a crematorium at some point, but this would have involved turning the house into a funeral parlor. So it was instead replaced, or except, excuse me, instead decided that the furnace would be part of the house's boiler system. Oh, okay. All Interesting. Right. There we go. Um, I think I'm thinking cool. of Saw 3 with the twisting trap. Oh, yeah. Saw, which we'll, saw we'll talk about that uh, in the next uh, discussion. But we're on Saw 2 still. So we need to talk about Donnie Wahlberg and his half of just talking to Jigsaw. And Jigsaw's like, your son is in a safe place. He's yeah. safe. He's I, safe that, okay. and secure. I think it's hilarious. Jigsaw... I guess especially in these two movies. I and this must just be like what Lee Winnell like wants him to be or whatever. I I don't remember it being as much in this these the next movies. He is just a jerk like in these two movies because he like he's yes he's giving them everything they technically need if they were to have a lot of foresight. He's he's using a lot of wordplay in these two movies and everything that you know. For the twist reveal, it's, you know, very fun to go back and know, you know, that's what he was talking about. But no one in their right mind is going to think about what he's saying in that way. Like, like all you have to do is just sit here and talk and listen. Yeah. Your son is safe and secure, I promise. Yeah, which I guess in, in that regard, I, I, you know, technically if he had just sat there and talked to him, he would be fine or whatever. But uh, it's still very silly. Which ultimately leads to his demise in Saw 4. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about it. Yeah, big domino um, effect. <laughs> yeah. So, 
I thought the twist of like it not of the whole stuff in the house happening have having happened already was a pretty good twist. Yeah, but I don't know. What if his kid just dies? <laughs> what if the crazy guy with the baseball bat with the nails and it just kills the kid? They also just reuse that twist later on. Yeah, um, but yeah, it yeah it is. It's very fun because then when they find the they find the computer consoles and everything they think it's a live feed they get to the house and like wait it's not a live feed what the heck yeah this is a recording um it's a good twist yeah i like it Uh it's nice and then of course amanda being a jigsaw servant yeah again accomplice what if she just got killed yeah (laughs) (laughs) like i don't know like there's a lot of the plot conveniences Mm -hmm. in, in this one um, they brought back the, the, which we didn't mention this with our saw one retrospective, but the, the car chase of just, mm, just oh yeah, in the garage. Right. I forgot about that first and one. And they're clearly not moving <laughs> and just shaking the steering wheel. Classic. Just flashing around super fast. Um, oh, what was the other thing I was going to say about this? Um, oh, we haven't talked about just the, the guy, the mean guy, the mean guy in the house. Yeah. I told them what if he just killed them all? Oh, I, okay. But I was just like, he's just, he's just bad guy. Think hard. Think like the answers in the back of your mind or whatever. Yeah. I was a, he, he's just like crazy for the sake of crazy. He's just really mean in the beginning. And then in the end, he's just like, <laughs> him like going around to like kill everyone to get their, the name or the number on the back. It just doesn't make any sense. But it's pretty cool. When he cuts it off his own neck though, yeah. it's a pretty good, that, moment that's, that, that's like very like saw moment like he thought of this thing he like is com- he's committed to surviving so he cuts his the thing off his back of his neck but it's, it's like the dude didn't learn anything no like jigsaw you're a moron well it's also <laughs> the like the only time that hello zep plays not during the twist yeah I, that was just something i noticed this but time. it is like epic saw moment it so is i think it does it, it warrants it um yeah, my my thing with this one is just it's too slow. Like the mm. the house stuff is just like, yeah, whatever. The the Donnie Wahlberg confrontation with Jigsaw doesn't really go anywhere, and you could I think that works because it's like it builds up his frustration of like, dude, like which, like clearly I care about my son, mm-hmm. and he's like, well, now you care about him when life is at stake. Why is that? Why do you take him for granted? He's like, dude, just. Tell me where my son is. And he just beats the crap out of him. <laughs> Batman versus Joker. Style I do think it's funny night. when he just beats up old man, frail little Jigsaw. Even at the end, Jigsaw's just sitting in the van, just just bloody, bloody all over. Don't don't be offended, officer. But what? How can you put me in any more pain? I do. He's think, like, I don't know. Let me just beat the crap out of you. That's like seems really painful. I do think this is the start of of just Tobin Bell doing really well in this series. Yeah, like he's he's fantastic as Jigsaw, and he's he's in this movie more, which is why I think that. Um, it's it is funny though. I don't know if this is in your notes at all. He like he like writes his own character in these movies. He, yeah, like, it's like a lot of it's ad lib, right? Yeah. And, and like, he'll get the script and he'll like tell the writers like, no, he wouldn't do this. This is what he would do <laughs> and stuff. I love so Tobin he, Bell because he loves playing Jigsaw. He does. Like, the dude just loves it. He loves <laughs> Saw. He's like, he's like, yeah, go. I saw an interview of him once. I think it was before Jigsaw came out. Um, the prequel-ish movie. I don't know. We'll rewatch it. Yeah. Uh, but he's like, I went to the skate park and they're like, Hey, you're Tobin Bell. 
from somebody. He's like, yeah, you like those Saw movies? And they're like, yeah, they like get us to appreciate our life and stuff. He's like, that makes me feel pretty good. <laughs> That's the point. <laughs> so I love Tobin Bell. He's like very wholesome and he as far as i know it doesn't put anybody into actual torture traps so yeah, that's good i don't think so but that's a pro for me <laughs> it's always a good thing yeah but i don't know if i have a ton more to say about saw 2 uh obviously okay he gets he gets trapped in the he gets shackled and amanda closes the door game over and that's how this one ends right the the hard part for me is it they do start to blur together a little bit mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll we'll get to the other ones in the series and, and eventually talk through all the scenes, no matter which one they're in. But anything else to say about Saw 2, Holden? I don't think so. It's, uh, I think we're pretty much through it. All right, sweet. Let's move on to Saw 3 then. All right, right after this. All right, Saw 3. Um, Saw 3 teeth. Yes, another one uh, written uh, by Leigh Winnell, directed by Darren Lynn Bowsman. This one's written by James Wan, too. All right, I think he has story credit on story, it. Story by James Wan and Leigh Winnell. Here's yeah. what happened. So interesting. So Greg Hoffman is the producer of the first two. It looks like he's uh, credited here, but he died, I believe, right after Saw 2 came out. Mm. And Juan and Lee Winnell were like not going to be involved in this. Mm-hmm. And I think Bowsman was not going to be involved in this either. Uh, but he died like literally like two weeks after Saw 2 came out. So like, well, let's make this one for him. All right. Uh, so they got together and they came up with this story. And um, apparently Lee Winnell was like, this one's not going to like have a big twist. He's like, it has a twist in it, but you're going to figure it out in the first 15 minutes. Um He's like, I think most people will. Anyway, so he they were more aiming to write a an emotional ending, kind of more so. And I think I think this one was like good, I thought. This, <laughs> you know, this, I think this one's like it's I, longer than two, mm-hmm. but it's paced better. Like there's a lot more stuff happening and more intrigue. And I think the ending Whatever I couldn't, I did not remember they were married until like it became oh, really? very obvious. Like, to, like it is embarrassing how long it took me for to figure out they were married. Like mm-hmm. it was over an hour into the film, which is it's, sad. Yeah, this movie is. I I think this movie has increased in my rankings more than any other Saw movie. It's just it's over, moved up. Huh? Yeah, it's moved up. Um, just because, I mean, maybe it's cause I was taking a lot of notes on this one. Um, uh, but I think it's like, it's, it's a really good, just it like, I feel like everything in it is just really good for a saw movie. I think it has fantastic traps. I think pretty much every trap in this one, I really like, um, and I have them noted down here. We can, we'll talk about them. Um, I like, I, I, you know, I like the whole idea of this guy going through, you know, trying to get over his, you know, vengeance for his dead son and everything. I think that's kind of, especially at this point in the series, an interesting way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I even like the whole, uh, the, I guess, it doesn't really go as much into the detective stuff in this one. It does a bit. No, it, but it doesn't. It's, it, it's more, this time in this one is split more between, um, Jeff, who's the guy going through the challenges, and then Jigsaw himself, and that whole stuff. Amanda, and, Amanda. and then I can't remember. Lynn. Lynn. Yeah, Dr. Yeah. Lynn. Um, 
but yeah, I honestly, I really quite liked this one a lot. Yeah, I did too. Uh, and I guess, yeah, the, I guess there is cop stuff, especially at the beginning. Um, but starting, I, I guess starting at the beginning, I have this note, which you also might have the, the saw room in that is not the original or like it's, yeah. it's from screen or scary, scary movie, movie four, four, which is one of the greatest parodies I've ever seen. <laughs> I, I remember really liking that. I haven't seen it in years. I, I remember either. thinking it was funny. If you um, have, not, if you are a fan of the Saw franchise and you have not seen the scary movie four scene with Shaquille O'Neal and Doctor Phil, Phil. <laughs> in, in in the Saw room, it is one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. In fact, I will need to watch it later because it is <laughs> it is so on point and hilarious. I do, yeah. It's just funny because it, they made like an exact replica for that movie. So then the producers of this movie, when they had the beginning with Math Detective Matthews in it, they're just like, hey, "Can we just use that? Yeah, <laughs> for that." And they did. So that's kind of funny. Um. No, uh, where else we want to go? So um, in the beginning, he, I forget escapes. what, because like, it it goes back to the same scenes like several times. Is that when he breaks his foot? He breaks his foot, but he, but he doesn't escape. But he doesn't, doesn't escape. Yeah. yeah, it just shows him breaking his foot, which smart. Why did the doctor not think of that? Is what I want to know. I I read that as like an answer to that first movie. Like it, I, it still doesn't make sense why he didn't do it, but it's I feel like that was probably a common complaint at the time with that first movie. Like it just doesn't make sense why he wouldn't do that. So now in this movie you have him do it. Maybe uh Dr. Gordon has his feet are just too large. Yeah, he's like, "Yeah, oh, this is a good opportunity." Smaller chains, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um smaller shackles. But yeah, no, that's a very unpleasant to watch scene, just mm-hmm. shattering his foot and just the amount of pain that he's in. I do really like the uh, like seeing the dead corpses. I mean, you see it in in 2 too, but you see like Adam's corpse and stuff in there. Yeah. It's just like creepy and decomposing and Zeps just there yeah, too. Zeps there too. Yeah, um, I like that a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's some good dead corpses in here. Um, the, uh, first appearance of Detective Hoffman, but only in a very tiny role. Very tiny role. Movie. I forgot how little he was in this movie. I was like, I oh. did remember that he was a bad guy or a jigsaw guy. Like yeah. I did remember that. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um. But one of the first chats at the beginning of this movie is this. I called it the chain bomb. Yeah, I, it's I like wrote it down as trap with the guy in chains in parentheses pulling out from skin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here's my deal with it. I get it. Amanda's like rigging the traps mm-hmm. a lot of the time. Like this one, the trap was rigged because the the door was uh, welded welded shut. shut. So even so if he had gotten out somehow, he like wouldn't have been able to yeah. escape. But Jigsaw also gave him like. What, I don't know, like 60 seconds or something to, or something again, very, very short. short to rip out all these chains from him. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, like if you give him 30 minutes, like again, come on. And, and I get Amanda's rigging it, but you're doing the voiceovers, man. You like, yeah. designed the trap, like the trap. You're doing the voiceover. You're totally like, it's not like she's using an AI bot to mm-hmm. twist your, your numbers here. That hasn't happened yet in this series. <laughs> Not yet. There we go. Um, yeah, Jigsaw AI just comes um, up with traps. No, and I don't. I don't understand how he's supposed to get the mouth one out. Yeah, ouch. That, that's like. I mean, I I get the idea, but I don't. I don't understand how you can reasonably do that. Like pull that out. Like yeah. 
I, especially with that short amount of time. I just, that doesn't make any sense to me. I was thinking you could have all those chains or you could have one chain, but it's tied mm. to his wiener. Oh, there you go. Now that's, that would hurt. There you go. And then you can make <laughs> it the real 60 seconds, 60 right seconds. Yeah. You know, I feel like that's a little bit more fair. I don't remember what his deal was. Wasn't it like he, well, uh, I, I didn't write it down. It was something like perverted. Wasn't it that he was into? He was, I can't remember. It doesn't say on Wikipedia here. Um, blah, blah, blah. He was, no, I, I think he just, he him. like kept going back to jail or something, right? Like he was, it, that, he was the one where he's oh, like, yeah. he, you, he spends you, all his time in, in jail. jail. Feels more comfortable in chains than in but, freedom. Yeah. That's what he says. Yeah. So well, how far will you go to get rid of your chains forever or whatever? Yeah, yeah. I like that. That's yeah, poetic. Like, I I think a lot of these saw traps is from now on, no matter how stupid and how on how much it doesn't make sense from like a jigsaw standpoint, I think they all have pretty good reasoning for the most part. Mm-hmm. Like in terms of his demented psyche and like how it relates to their problems and everything. They're very creative yeah. in a very twisted, disgusting way. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, he blows up just everywhere. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but then, uh, like, you had the one detective lady. Who's in, in the first two as well, Carrie. She's in the first two? Yeah. I didn't she's like, that. She's has a pretty small part in the first one. I remember one, she's her in, in the, the second yeah, one. Yeah, she's in the second she's one She's in the first one, I too? believe so, yeah. I believe she's oh, I the, guess you're right, yeah. She talks to Dan- Danny Glover. Mm. Yeah, weird. Um, she's, like, kidnapped. They had the light feed in the closet, which is, that's creepy. That was creepy. That's, like. Yeah, she's just like watching the tape. How do they do that, by the way? I just like to like react no to just shoot the closet. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I, it's what you would do. Good red herring for the the uh, pig person. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, then and then she's in the angel of death trap, which why I don't remember. Like, out of that one, why was that the thing? It just like like she unlocked it, but they were still just like lodged in. Her. Yeah, yeah. So like, she had, she did it. She put, I remember she had to put their hand in the acid, which. Yowie. Ow. Ouch. But why, why was that? Um, she's okay. She, But why Why was that the trap again? Why was it in her ribs? Forgetting. I can't remember. But anywho, the, the trap's in her ribs, and she succeeds, but it's then, but then, like, she's like, you. And it's clearly it's Amanda. It's obviously Amanda. <laughs> For some reason, she they just keep it. rigged it, and then it just... Um, for some reason, I remembered the reason why she couldn't get out and it makes more sense that it's, it's rigged, but I thought that she got the key out and it was like too like melted or whatever. Yeah, and it again, wouldn't fit in. How did she wake up at the perfect time? And yeah. They would like, you need some well, sort of device to drop in the key. It, I think that's what happens, I, but I don't, we don't see it. Cause like at the start of that scene, the key does drop in. Okay. I didn't, see but that. like, I don't, it does, it's not very clear how it gets in there. Yeah. I mean, I'm imagining Amanda's just around the corner just, like, waiting and then she hits the the big red button that jigsaw's <laughs> labeled very nicely for Amanda don't mess it up okay all the rules <laughs> like to see jigsaw as a classroom teacher there are rules there are rules um this one um so software is when we'll talk about the really funny transitions this one does have some good ones though some and uh, the one that I have written down here is <laughs> it that scene just like the scene trans goes from a wall into the the uh, Lynn in the 
man she's having an affair with sitting on the bed. It's just like this really like start caught, but like smooth transition. It's funny. <laughs> um, yeah. And then, I mean, we have uh, Jeff going through his, you know, st- stages of vengeance mm-hmm. and needing to forgive. And Jigsaw is all about forgiveness, apparently. Yes. Um, and it starts with the, the girl who was like the witness who did not, testify or whatever yeah um, to the murder and she gets uh frozen which apparently the idea was behind that like they had someone burned to death and like cut and ripped and they're like, oh, oh, like what else can frozen. we do yeah which i thought was a good thing because he's got a reach in there also though like why would you not just move your jacket up like, yeah that's i that's that one's always bothered me with how he doesn't like solve it in just like a better like, way he should be naked or something and then like yeah. he gets past that and then there's like a robe to put on or something you know? yeah that'd be better um but yeah that just the cold water you know on her freezing body just yeah. seems so Oof. painful yeah but i do think it's funny how she's just suddenly an ice cube yeah <laughs> like just at a certain point just frozen solid yeah that's kind of funny but <laughs> it happens very quickly yeah um and then of course you have the the pork plant trap which very disgusting that yeah and, the and other, i think that was like the hardest one for them to film i guess too really they said uh which well they had to make all the pigs too mm, and that's true imagine being the actress to just get that slop all oh over them constantly hope you got paid well for that scene yeah <laughs> yeah no that that whole trap is disgusting every every time i've watched this movie i forget it's there and when i get to it i'm like oh my god i don't want to watch this one yeah but um, yeah, he has to burn away his kids' possessions because he's holding on. That was yeah, yeah, that was hard. Like I think that was actually Twist like emotionally resonant, where he's like, you know, because he yells at his daughter, and, mm-hmm. and he's got to burn them, and you feel that. And the key drops down. How's the key not like just super hot? Yeah. By the way, <laughs> um, Ouchie. but then he unlocks it, and the, the lawyer is saved. Nice, and then the <laughs> lawyer's all like jigsaw. He's like dude, you know, vengeance isn't going to solve anything. And, you know, your life wasn't the only one that was ruined that day or whatever he says, you know. One thing I'll say about that scene that um, I is that while most of the time the music doesn't stand out to me, that scene, like the music is like bumping for some reason. It's like <laughs> weird. That. It's just like this hardcore, like industrial rock going on while like, and it, feel, it feels like very factory-esque, like when it's coming out, I was like, this is kind of cool, like for this steampunk. <laughs> yeah, it's it was very bizarre, but yeah. I liked it. Uh, you have just the brain surgery sequence, mm-hmm. which is like really like very convincing. Like very again, convincing the effects. the traps are practical. This is was like all practical. It works very well. Like it definitely seems like you're watching this just black market <laughs> brain, brain surgery. surgery going on. From what I understand, um, not that this is really a surprise, but during that scene and like the scene in the hospital, like pretty much all the medical jargon just doesn't make sense. Oh yeah, I, <laughs> like, I and what they're doing also, like their procedures, even with the makeshift stuff, also doesn't make the most sense. But it is, yeah, the effects on that are great, great makeup and just general stuff. Um, yeah, I, the prop designer, set designer, whatever he is, um, he's actually the director of the fifth one. Yeah. So I like that they just keep it all kind of within the family. Keep it in the family. Keep it in the family. Um, we see Amanda killing Adam. Yep. Just Got L back for an act, a little acting cameo. Yeah. Uh, then the, we have the rack, which is the the twisty one. Uh, apparently, oh Lee Winnell's original idea was like he was going to get folded into like a cube. <laughs> Jeez. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Um, but they're like, that's going to be too difficult to do this. So they did this r- twisting rack thing. This is like, one of the hardest to watch traps, I think, for me, out of, out of the whole series. I'm like, this early on. Dude, even if this guy does survive at this point, like, he's, he's not coming back from this. No, it, oh my gosh. And then his face just, and there's just the terror on that guy's eyes. Oh. No. Um, yeah, and then he quits the key and then shoots the wall. I mean, just really worst case scenario. Well, that's like that happens. Oh wait, there's the other accidental death is in the next one. Never mind. Okay, yeah, in the classroom in the next movie. <laughs> that that one's yeah. so out of nowhere. Yeah, that I wrote that down. But um, we'll talk about that in the next conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, worst case scenario with that again, disturbing, especially when you just see his twisted head. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, and then again, then I was like, at this point when I finally put it together that they were married. Oh yeah. I was like, that is embarrassing late embarrassingly late in the movie. Well, like what the saw movies are so good at, like just making every piece of dialogue early on. So vague that like <laughs> no real person would talk the way they do. But then when you go back and rewatch it, you're like, Oh yeah, that's why they said it that yeah. way. Like when Lynn is with the the one man, she's like, "What do you want from me?" He's like, "A divorce." He's talking about the Je- divorce from Jeff. Yeah, like it's it's so silly and dumb, but yeah, I don't know. The other thing I want to talk about this, and it's a problem I have with this movie on its own. And the it's I think it's a big enough problem. I wouldn't be surprised if people complained about it because they literally have to later on retroactively change why it's this way. Amanda is so angry for like no reason. In well, she's, movie. she is upset that uh, Lynn is getting all the attention from Jigsaw. Yeah. She's not. Yeah. And I, I understand that, but it, it's to such a weird heightened degree. And I feel like it's just like, I feel like that just that element of her character wasn't built up that well. Personally, like, I, I don't know. For me personally, it. I mean, like, she's clearly emotionally disturbed. She is. Yeah. And you can you can take that into account. But I don't know. I've I've always had a problem with just how imme- immediately antagonistic she is to Lynn, even though she's like, <laughs> like Lynn can't do anything. And she's going to try to help Jigsaw because otherwise she's going to die. And then Amanda's just like making things even harder for her. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, the twist is that it's all Amanda's test. Yes. Yes. Um, and well, the two twists. I mean, they got the, the couple thing, but yeah, the, it's all Amanda's test because she's been rigging the, the tests and Jigsaw's been aware of this. Yeah. Um, just, but just let it happen. I guess. Yeah. Because he doesn't really <laughs> care. <laughs> um, but uh, I love how Jeff comes in, shoots Amanda, and then he like... Oh, I forgive you, <laughs> but my Tommy gun don't. It's like you know that, but it's mm. like the the circle saw and I, in his neck. I'm like, what? And then he, as he's getting like bleeding out, he starts to play the tape. I'm like, yeah, I, I put down so what? I'm like, funny. what if Jeff <laughs> shot him in the head? It's like it's the so Dumb and Dumber. Funny. Like, what if he shot him in the face? Yeah, what if he shot me in the face? He the risk so, we were willing to take. <laughs> it is. I that scene is really funny because it's kind of a ridiculous kill. Jigsaw's smiling the whole time. He's like relishing this. He, he like figured it was probably going to happen. Um, and then he's, yeah, he plays the tape as he's laying there bleeding out after he ate the other tape, by the way. Yeah. Which, um, they do 
set it up in this movie. Yeah. Like I, I'm not sure I had noticed it before. Like he, he, they do pour the wax on it and everything. Um, but this movie was, even though obviously it sets up more movies, the idea was to be kind of like a trilogy and everything. And that's why Lee Winnell and have really nothing to do with anything after this. And I think it does a good job of like making it feel kind of full circle in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like they, the bit where it shows like Amanda kind of starting with Jigsaw as his apprentice and then showing them set up the trap from the the set from the first movie and everything. I think that's really cool. I think it's funny that Jigsaw dies by a saw at the end. <laughs> like I think yeah. that's just great. So it's, it's a yeah full circle. Yeah, full circle, circle saw. saw. I, I I just think there's a lot of things they do where if they hadn't kept going, like it would have worked really well as an ending. It would have been very satisfying and kind of fun. They have that really cheesy, like rapid montage at the end showing all the scenes from every the movies prior. And then it's the ending shot of that is just uh what Lynn's blown up head. Yeah. And that's it's right. just the most tasteless thing, which is <laughs> hilarious to me. It's I, I think like obviously they were gonna keep going because these movies make so much money, but it works so well if as just like a third movie in a trilogy, I think. Mm-hmm. Um and then they, they, I forgot that they, they're like, oh, Jeff, you got to do this other game to get your daughter back. And then knowing what happens later, I'm like, oh, okay, that doesn't go much of anywhere. No. Well, yeah, I can't remember how that completely ends, but I uh, do know how it completely ends, but, but, uh, yeah, no, th- there's so many great things to go with this. So here, I've got a few things here. Fun facts about saw three. Mm-hmm. So this is per Wikipedia. Almost all transitions from one place to another were not made using digital effects. The transitions were shot on the spot. For example, when the camera moves from Troy's crime scene to Carrie being in the bathtub, Meyer had to run, take off all her clothes, and jump in the tub. Oh, my gosh. Okay, is this not the one where it's the one where they, like, throw somebody through That's the four. That's four. Okay, yeah. I'm getting four, this. Four has, like, two or three of the best transitions in the whole series. But they're, well, like, that where they go through the mirror is, like, maybe the best transition I've ever seen. <laughs> but it's like it, it, I feel like they kind of built up to that point from the first to that. And then later on, they just kind of drop it. Oh, they don't do it bad. as much. Later. Too bad. Uh, a couple other things. Uh, this is, you may have heard this before, but the red cross um, has really benefited from the saw films. So they've made the good things out of this. Uh, they have huge blood drives every year when mm. the saw movie came out. Uh, interestingly, a thousand Saw three posters were made using a small amount of Tobin Bell's blood. Wow! And they were sold for twenty dollars each, and the proceeds also went to the Red Cross. Oh, I wish I got one of those posters. That'd be cool. Yeah. Hey, Tobin Bell, can you sign my poster in your blood? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> there was that. There was that like huge like internet uproar about those shoes with the blood in them. Where was the uproar oh, for the, the Saw three? Yeah. Where's the uproar? The soft three posters with the Well, window. I guess the proceeds, did those proceeds go to the red? No, cross? probably not. So this at least. Uh, and then the last thing I have to mention about this is there's a two and a half hour extended cut of this movie. No. So unrated, I, anyway. I watched the unrated cut. I was like, I, I noticed that at the start. I was like, why is it that way? And like the last hour is just behind the scenes stuff. Okay. I, because I was like, I, this is not two and a half hours. I'm pretty sure I've watched the unrated cut before. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say it was weird. Yeah, no, I was, I had the same reaction, <laughs> um, which so there are like unrated cuts to all these, but we've been doing the theatrical ones. Okay. At least I have, you've been doing, I've been unrated. doing unrated, but I don't really think there's much of a difference, but no. they're all free on prime. So I'm just like, I don't think unrated. all the unrated are free though. 
Some well, of the, like the first three or four were, but then like later on it's not. Okay. For whatever then I might just reason. switch to regular. Um, yeah, that's what I got on Saw Three. I again, like you said, the traps are good in this one. I think the pacing's a lot better. Mm-hmm. I think all the storylines are pretty interesting. I think this ending is pretty satisfying and the big mistake is they killed off Jigsaw. Like, why did they do Yeah. <laughs> that was so dumb. Uh, but honestly, in some ways, I think it's a, it's a, it makes it all retrospect. the more hilarious. Yeah. It's a genius move. Um, I, what I, one of the things I did write about that, like the twist with Amanda and everything is I wonder if that's like, since maybe this is giving the series too much credit, but like since Saw X is set in between one and two, like, is that, are they going to have to like build that up? Like add that in where like she's secretly rigging some of the traps or anything. I don't know. I don't know. Um, the other thing I was going to add was apparently, okay. There are, there are a couple of more things I have. Sorry. Um, James Wan. I think the reason that Shawnee Smith was cast as Amanda was James Wan had a crush on her. Oh really? Apparently. And like, that's how like, he's like, Hey, like not like that's why she got it, but he's, he threw her name out there to the casting director. And he said, Hey, you should contact her mm-hmm. about doing this job. And then she got it. And he was like, Oh wow. I didn't think that was going to happen. Um, and then, uh, the other thing I was going to mention is they reached out to the actress who played, um, the Dr. Gordon's wife in the first one to do a scene. And she said, no, <laughs> no, thank you. I don't right. want to. Uh, um, I just think I thought that was both were both in- interesting. And then again, uh, from the first one, I forgot to say the guy's name, but the actor in the the uh, barbed wire trap from the first one, his name is Mike Butters. Mike Butters was going to be the original Jigsaw, but turned it down. Um, one of the things I want to say before we move on, I honestly probably should have mentioned this in the first review, but um, one of the weird things about this series is for the most part, and I might point out some some exceptions to this, the acting is pretty good. I think like, especially from like all the unknown actors that like you've, you may have never seen in anything else. They're just all doing a pretty good job, which yeah. is like, I feel like for weird low budget sequel, like seven sequel movies, you know, like this, that just usually doesn't happen. But yeah, I think it's pretty solid overall. So yeah, solid. Yeah, solid. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it for Jigsaw, Jigsaw 3. Saw, Saw 3 teeth. And we're going to talk about Saw 4 right after this. All right. We better the, do this quickly, otherwise we're going to run out of memory. Oh, here gosh. On our, our card, our storage. So, uh, Saw 4. Um, the the first one after kind of, you know, Lee Winnell, James Wan cut and wiped their hands clean of the series. Um, James Wan might be an executive producer on all of these. Yeah. Yeah. They're both executive producers. That doesn't really mean anything. They did. They did say like it was still their baby. So Mm -hmm. they like were around and like listened to the ideas and they're like, I think there's actually like a quote from James Wan about, or sorry, Lee Winnell about this one. We're like, you know, like, the ideas they're throwing around, they're actually pretty good. <laughs> like he's used the word they're actually, or he said, I'm actually excited about it or something okay. like that. One of those I, like backhanded <laughs> compliments. But uh, apparently I think four through six was kind of pitched as a trilogy, mm. which uh, of course we're not reviewing five and six yet. That'll no. be coming in a couple weeks. But so stay tuned for that before Saw X. Uh, but uh, yeah, Saw 4, this movie was... Uh, I didn't remember really anything about it other than like Jigsaw's wife 
But yeah. uh, this one was surprisingly entertaining. As I well, like I this think. one a lot too. Yeah. I've always, you know, prior to this rewatch, I've said four through seven is my favorite stretch of the series. Cause I just think that's when it's at its most ridiculous <laughs> from a storytelling standpoint. It's so stupid. The traps are really absurd. It's like, it is what I love about saw three is like up in there kind of now too. I, so we'll see how it is at the end, but yeah, this is definitely the start of that. <laughs> Uh, great. Um, at the beginning, Jigsaw's dead. He's on the table. Autopsy. You, you see his wieners. Yeah, you do. Um, I like the whole scene is like very desaturated aside from the blood. Yeah, they're just digging around in this yeah. guy too. Just <laughs> the sound effects, God. Yeah, again, really good practical effects. Mm-hmm. Very, very solid. Um, and then you have the uh, Jigsaw ate a tape, mm-hmm. which is very nice. I'm sure that was very often comes and like, plays it. Like that'd be hard to get down. Yeah. What was that around it? Just wax. Wax, I think, just so it doesn't digest. Digest, I guess. Kind of looks like it would be like frosting or something. Yeah, maybe like a little maybe like a prop. (laughs) Maybe it taste a little better. Frosted mini wheats sort of style. (laughs) (laughs) Um but then you have the the I called it the can't see can't talk trap. I don't know what the official name is. They yeah. all have official names, but um I I called it the blind and mute trap. That's a good name for it. Um there's no tape though. So we don't know why these guys are in that position and what they did and what they're supposed to do. <laughs> yeah, it's very confusing. Which is weird cuz they all every all the other ones have that. Mm-hmm. And it are they like supposed to work together like but like i think that's what was he idea. like what was he trying to teach them like I, that one didn't like make any sense to me i that like trap. The, i like that the blind guy is so aggressive yeah he's just <laughs> well i mean he doesn't know what's going on he it's knows true. this other guy's there but he's just, he's just and like the other guy's not him. saying anything to him yeah i don't know it's just i i, I it's it's been one of those things where i just the amount that that escalates so quickly is very silly to me yeah it's it's pretty entertaining uh, the guy who plays Agent Matthews or whatever, no, Agent Hoffman, Detective Hoffman, mm-hmm. whatever his title is, he's he just is so is like discount Sylvester Stallone yes. to me, which I, is great. I think he's great, and I think he's gonna be in Saw X too. That, I hope so. that actor. I here's here's my hot take. I don't know if this is a hot take with this series. I have this weird fascination with both Hoffman. I love Hoffman. Maybe it's because he's like in these my favorite stretch of the movies. I also inexplicably like Agent Strom a lot. Which who's he's the F, like the main FBI agent in this one. He's also oh, in five. Yeah, I I inexplicably love these two he's characters. Such a jerk. Yeah, he's so mean. He, he just like, slams the wall. <laughs> Listen to me. You got. I got your name on this thing. You're going to jail for the rest of your life, lady. He's he's so aggressive. He like just randomly knows things that he probably shouldn't <laughs> know, especially since he's not like a jigsaw accomplice or anything. And he's yeah, he's just like <laughs> he's just like very mean. I don't know. He's, he's like he's like a South Park character. He kind of like is. he's just like overly serious. He's like the yeah, he could be like he could be like the like <laughs> almost like the the chief of police in South Park or yeah, something. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you had the bit where he's like the hand and it's the other hand and he mm-hmm. figures, figures it out. Um, but I, yeah, he's hilarious. <laughs> um, but this whole story is like, it's the one cop and it's like, you can't save everybody. Yes. And kind I, of like Donnie Wahlberg, he was better off just not doing anything. Yeah, I... 
You know, as much as I like this movie, I do not understand the logic behind Riggs, like capture and his, the purpose of his trials. I like the tests, but I don't really get it. I, I think, think it's like, I think it's supposed to be like his wife at the beginning is like, Hey, look, I need your support going to visit my family or mm-hmm. something. And he's like, no, babe, Eric Matthews is still out there. Whatever I, he says, he's out there. You know, there's a chance. What? understandable but mm-hmm. like i think jigsaw's saying like hey look man you got a wife you got to be grateful for her you got to go you got to go out and support him man help him. you got to go help Sylvester <laughs> Stallone you got to go help him man <laughs> go spend your wife with life with you what's her name go have a nice dinner every <laughs> once in a while you know what i'm saying <laughs> um so i think that's what he's going for and he's mm-hmm. like you got to release this obsession but I don't know. Yeah. It seems it, a little harsh. It is a little harsh. I I still do like the tests though. And I think the, yeah. the guy who plays Rick, he's also in like the two previous movies, small parts in both, but I think he's he's quite good. Yeah. Um You get the ponytail trap. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I okay his abduction seems pretty good though, because they I like how they're like, Oh, you're gonna finish that red r- renovation. Take some Take some time off. Finish yeah. that renovation in your house. <laughs> <laughs> and then they do, you know, the, the the little flaps, the translucent flaps. I thought that was kind of add to the tension. Yeah. Nice little red herring there. Um, um, I okay. I'm maybe this is maybe you won't agree with this. I think the lady who plays Jill Tuck is just not very good in this series. No. And also out of Jigsaw's League. Yeah, out of <laughs> Jigsaw's League. She, uh, appara- from what I understand, she was like hired because she like knew the producer or something. Like I look, I, not terrible. I mean, not the worst. Did no. not have a lot. Like her, I think it's more of her character's writing. Like, why is yeah. she defending this? Uh, it might, obviously lunatic man. It might get worse as the series goes on too, Maybe. with with yeah. how her character develops, but. One of her lines I just was so on the nose. I thought was really funny. It was John's life denies chronology and linear description. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, that's what these movies are. <laughs> nice. Um, yes, the shattered mirror transition. Classic. Which is so good. Go look that up. Incredible. Um, Donnie Wahlberg. They have the whole montage of him like being in prison. He like I th- I'm pretty sure like am I tripping? Did it, is there a, like yeah, a shot where he pe- yeah he picks up and pets a rat? <laughs> yes, <laughs> he's going crazy. Okay, so that's one of the things I wrote down about that is I don't I, okay because it's it's clearly trying to imply that he's like going crazy or whatever. He's been in there a while, but how long has that been then? Because then uh, uh, how long is the gap between like two and three and four Ben. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's who knows. I guess it and doesn't really, this matter. was Jigsaw's plan all along. He's like, you know, there's this cop mm-hmm. who needs to know that he's got to not save people. I'm going to keep you alive for a long time mm-hmm. and wait <laughs> to do that. I'm going to, I'm going to keep you alive. So then I prove that he will not let things go. <laughs> and then your head's going to get smushed. Yeah. It's, so like he obviously he wasn't going to be searching for for uh, Matthews before he went missing. Ah, it's so weird. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, don't think too hard, Alden. Don't think too hard. I shouldn't. Yeah. Why am I? Why am I? Um, the <laughs> Billy was like a creepy doll he made for his unborn kid. Yeah. Nice. All right. That's too creepy for a baby. But um, I love the uh, the torture bed was. 
where he hits the guy has to gouge his eyes out. Yeah, that was this and while the tape is playing and mm-hmm. his his deeds. Well, he was like really into petting that dog. I was like, something terrible is gonna happen to this poodle thing. But, but no, 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 it was just he gouged his eyes out. And again, didn't give him enough time. Yeah. Like it was like 60 seconds, but like the timer starts while he's like talking. I'm like, dude. My my thing with that one is why wouldn't you just do it both at once? Like if there was really yeah. no way to get out, like why would you want to get hurt twice instead yeah. of just at once? Yeah. But I don't know. Um, <laughs> he's like, I can do it only one more. <laughs> and then it's just all his arms <laughs> and appendages. He gets Anakin Skywalker. Just... <laughs> Um, yeah, that was, that was disturbing. You have the death of the unborn child with the door slam, which I had remembered. That was literally the only thing I remembered from this movie. That is hard to watch. I think honestly, it is kind of a sad scene. It's yeah. like Tobin Bell sells it. Like he's, yeah. it is, it is very tragic and just this horrible accident. And, uh, and then it just completely jades Jigsaw. Yeah. Um, and he, uh, puts Cecil the mm-hmm. the guy into the the knife trap, I, which I, is the knife face push is what I call knife it. face push, which was oh man that was again that was a good one too. It it it's a really good like first trap because it is obviously a lot lower tech than the yeah, others, but it's, but it's, it's still, straightforward. Yeah, it's like you, you want to show how ugly you are to the real world, or whatever. Yeah. And then he just he gets out of it. Clearly hasn't learned anything. Jumps at him and then just goes into the barbed wire and dies. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And Jigsaw or Tobin Bell's like, "Well, all right, this wasn't the worst worst outcome for me." <laughs> I have the dual impairment trap. Yeah, that's that? the the wife and the abusive husband in the classroom. Oh, oh impalement. They... Oh yeah, yeah, impalement. I'm like, I must have. I was writing this on my phone. Um, yeah, where that guy was going to die no matter what. Mm-hmm. And she just, and she got all of them except one. Mm-hmm. Like, what happened? Did she just pass out, I guess? Yeah, I mean, I, I think ultimately what she was supposed to do is just let him die. So after enough were like pulled out, then it was, I don't know, I guess wait for help. But also. I'm not a genius, but wouldn't she also just bleed to death? That's a lot of impalements. It is a lot of impalements. So, like, you'd think she died just from blood loss. I know, like, they were lined up so it wasn't hitting her arteries, but it was hitting his. Still, but, though. like, yeah, it's still a lot of holes in your body that are just bleeding. And also, aren't you supposed to, like, leave them in? Like, aren't yeah. you supposed to leave them in until you get, like, medical attention? Yeah, exactly. That was kind of a, a disturbing one, though. Like, and I guess, like, so that guy, like, Jigsaw did just kill that guy by yeah. doing that. Yeah. Well, technically, I didn't because I didn't he take could him have, out. Uh, no, he, well, actually, he was going to die regardless. Well, actually, so. Jigsaw technically didn't do it because, you know, he didn't <laughs> take out the, the, the spears. Uh, the cop gets shot in the face by the trap. Hilarious. Why is that in there? Uh, I guess they're, like, trying to kill them. Hilarious. Yeah, it's just, just it's out, out of, of nowhere. Completely out of nowhere. Not addressed, like, again. <laughs> and it was like they were trying to hurt one of the, like one of the agents yeah agent Perez gets the shrapnel in the face from the mm. puppet i'm like what that i what, didn't get like, that i don't understand that like, was that honestly that's you're probably just the a part terrorist of, yeah that's the now. part of the movie i don't get the most because like i mean yeah he doesn't want them on his trail or whatever but like 
what like there wasn't a test or anything like she it's not like he would like had something against her necessarily or or him i don't think like i don't yeah, know what it did, makes sense. i don't understand what perez's fault was like she's just doing her job and trying to catch a serial my killer. only thought is may, maybe hoffman set that up but even then isn't it jigsaw's voice isn't it tobin bell's voice Hoffman just uses Jigsaw's voice okay. in unsubsequent movies. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, it, I don't know. Um, one thing. I, okay. So, back to when Cecil is getting killed and stuff. I like it's like the the fest, It's the Chinese New Year festival. It's the yeah. festival of the pig, which explains the pig masks. Yeah. Hilarious. Gets, he also just, mask. like, just robs, like, a tiny little terracotta warrior trinket that has to be worth, like, $2. Yeah. He just nabs it. I thought that was really funny as well. Uh, Donnie Wahlberg gets his head smushed by a couple things of ice. Yes, which is just gruesome and very, like, poor Donnie Wahlberg's Detective Matthews just... Don't horrible open things, the door. Yeah, horrible Don't things happen to him this whole scene. And I think... That whole thing with Rick, it is so dumb because then they like f- they flash back to when Hoffman's like, don't go into a door on, you know, unsecured ne- door. Never go into an unsecured door. <laughs> I told you, never to go never through go an un- unsecured door. It's so stupid. And he just does it at like the very last second. And uh, yeah, that comes down and smashes. And um, I think this movie, I, it, you know, granted, I don't know if like I went into this fresh, if I would remember the Hoffman twist, but to me, it seems really obvious. The Hoffman, like Hoffman being a jigsaw accomplice. And like, I don't know. The thing that throws it off is him being in the trap. Yeah. Like, I think that does throw it off a bit, but I think there's a lot of stuff early in the movie where he's just like, he's very suspicious yeah. to me. And I don't know. But once again, maybe if you don't know, you wouldn't catch up on it. I don't really care. I still like him. Here's my thing. Why did three and four have to be simultaneous? I don't care, but I love it, Jimmy. I don't, I like, I remember <laughs> that was a twist and I'm like, why? Like, why did it need to happen? I think at it's the same literally time? just to have a twist. They're like, <laughs> what? Okay. What's a twist we haven't done before? What's something we can do? Let's have them just be set. I, I remember when I first watched this honestly might be the first movie equivalent for me. This blew my mind when I saw it <laughs> I like, and it doesn't make any sense. It's not nearly as good of a well-written twist, but I remember the first time I saw it, I'm like, no way it's <laughs> happening at the same time. <laughs> I, I think it's so funny. It's so unnecessary, but it's like, it just, it make like, if you think back to anything that happens in these two movies, it's like it makes it way more complicated that like, like Jigsaw would have it be set up. That? And then, yeah. Yeah, you'd have to. I mean, uh, he has Amanda and Hoffman helping him find whatever, but it's still so much to get right and everything. And then, you know, how it all comes together at the end. I think it's just funny how like they're like it's it's Strom and Rig wandering around in the halls and then it just starts showing Jeff. Like he's just wandering the halls too. He like hits the light or whatever, and then the detective like turns Whoa. around. Yeah, <laughs> like that was the extent of the interaction. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, the Strom gets right into the the jigsaw surgery room right and then after he the events. It. Yeah, right. and closes it. Jeff anyway. pulls a gun on him. He shoots Jeff, kills him. Um, and yeah, Hoffman locks him in. So yeah, and. Rig also gets locked in. I 
I don't think Rig comes back at all. I think it's just, I don't know. They probably mentioned it, but I guess he just bled out in there or something. So, um, yeah, no, I game over. (laughs) Game over. (laughs) He, he, I, I don't know. He's just so funny to me. And like, there's this one part, I think it's, it might be when he's like getting out of the, like maybe when he locked rig, he's going over to the Strom's room to lock it. He like waddles. He has this like really <laughs> funny little walk when he's like kind of speed walking over. It's just so, oh my God, the man Costas Mandalore is the actor. Yeah. He's so, I love him. I think he's in Saw X all. I hope so. <laughs> I mean, it would make sense. It would make sense. <laughs> oh, well, it would be one of the few things that does. Yeah. These movies. <laughs> What a fun conversation that we've been having, Holden. Uh, anything else to add about Saw 4 here? Uh, I don't think so. Um, there is some foreshadowing stuff in here that I won't bring. Yeah, no, I I'm not going to spoil it. it. But uh, stuff that I'm here like, oh, yeah, that comes into play later. They, This is the point in the series where they just keep rewriting things in previous movies. And they're like, oh, this tiny detail was really <laughs> important, actually. <laughs> So that's that's why I start to love this part. Oh my god, so good! All right, uh, <laughs> well, more saw conversations coming to you in a couple of weeks when we do five, six, seven, and eight. Yes. Of course, again, we have done Spiral on the podcast. It's audio only before we started the video version, so check that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, one our one hundredth episode yeah. back in the day, May twenty twenty one, I think that was. So <laughs> check that out on podcast platforms. Otherwise, that's gonna do it for this saw conversation. Again, more in a couple weeks so stay tuned now hold on we're gonna go into our final segment which is of course is what are you doing what are you doing what are you doing no what are you doing what are you doing no what are you doing what are you doing okay uh what are you doing this week i mean spent a lot of it watching saw again i i'm gonna be honest jimmy i did not rewatch the first one i was not going i i thought about skipping it but i was like it's one of my favorite movies. So I, I didn't want to mention it in the review, but I, I was I was like, how well do I remember this movie? And I was like skipping through it. I'm like, I remember this movie like perfectly. Yeah. I do not. I, I was like, I have enough limited time. I'll just, you know, skip it or whatever. Um, I hadn't seen it in like Emily and I watched it. Once. Uh, I've it watched it like within the last years. year. So okay, yeah, yeah. Then, yeah. pretty recent for me. Um, Anyway, um, My Adventures with Superman, new Superman cartoon season finale came out. It is a very creative show. It is such a different take on the on like Superman and everything in the DC, and I really like it. Season finale was really good. Really excited to see where they go with. So if you like Superman and you like cartoons, check it out. Liked it a lot. Um, also, uh, the new Adventure Time series came out on HBO first two episodes and it is really good so far. It seems to be like taking a multiverse approach, but not in a overdone Marvel kind of way. It seems to be kind of unique with it. So I'm kind of, I'm intrigued with it. Um, but yeah, aside from that, uh, just been playing that Castlevania game. I started last week, almost done with it. And I think after this, I'm going to start Miles Morales again. Yeah, and nope. prep for yeah. Spider-Man Two. Honestly, like I totally forgot Spider-Man was coming out in like mm-hmm. a month. Yeah, I was got I kind of panicked because I was thinking it was September. Yeah, so I'm no, like it's October twentieth. I was like, I oh my gosh, I was gonna replay that game in Miles Morales, and I'm still <laughs> forbidden. I'm like, <laughs> I might have to pause Forbidden West to just go back and play those. You got I'm a like, bit of time. 
the, I have not been getting a lot of video game time in, so I might, I might have to switch gears a little bit. Maybe just finish the story quick and in Forbidden West, then go back play Burning Shores and all that. Yeah, I could do that. But yeah, I've only played like a like an hour and a half of Forbidden West in the last week. So sure, and it's all side stuff. So, but uh, that's it for me. That's no, it for you. you? Uh, otherwise, other than that little bit, I uh, was. Um, Rewatched uh, season two of White Lotus with Emily, which was very fun. Season two, you said? Yep, season oh. two of White Lotus. You, so, have you decided which one you like more? I don't know. I think I like them both a lot, honestly. I think they're, I enjoyed they, them. I enjoyed season one more this second time watching it. Okay. And I think I enjoyed season two about the same. Sure. So, I think they're both very solid and both worth watching. Um, otherwise I was just, go- since I got Amazon prime to watch mm-hmm. all the Saw movies and I was going through, I have not watched it yet, but it piqued my interest. There's like a show, it's like a Korean show called like the death vote or something. Mm. And I just saw like the, the, the thumbnail of it. And I was like, I think it's like they, it's like the death penalty, but it's like a game show vote sort of thing. Interesting. And I'm like, this looks interesting. There were only a few episodes on there. I'm like, is it? Is that it? I looked it up. I'm like, no, it's coming out right now. And mm. each episode has like over an eight and a half on IMDb. Okay. And I'm like, it'd be kind of fun to just watch this show that I haven't heard anybody talking about, but apparently it's pretty good as it comes out and from South Korea. So I might check that out. We'll see if it's really good. You heard it here first, like before sure. it was cool, but... um. I don't know. I might check that out. So otherwise, you check it out and let me know if it's good. So, cool. uh, yeah, I think that's it, Holden. Otherwise, just watching a lot of Saw and learning about Saw behind the scenes stuff. Oh, I did go into a little bit of a rabbit hole of like, uh, or like the early, early production days of Harry Potter mm. from like even like interviews with J.K. Rowling before the first film was even made. Mm. And I thought it was really interesting, like her writing process, like say what you will about her views now and whatever. But I thought it was very interesting, like her writing process and how like she meticulously laid out all seven books and even written the final chapter of the last book before she even like wrote all, most of the books. I thought it was interesting. very interesting that she had like all oh, planned idea. out because the story evolves so much over the course of that. So I thought that was really interesting as well as just some of the production of like Sorcerer's Stone, Philosopher's Stone um, that first movie and that undertaking but cool. just a little bit of a rabbit hole didn't dive too deeply into it because i was like i got some saw to watch all right next nice. week holding none your business none too thank goodness we are finally here the none too <laughs> um i <laughs> i i I do this all the time for the podcast. I always go back and, and rewatch movies. Typically, I do not think I'm doing it for no. this one. I no. will maybe read a plot synopsis of the first one and oh, good enough. Scraping the bottom of the barrel this week, Holden. <laughs> and we'll you do Ahsoka stupid? season or episode four too. You know what's stupid? Why are I? they call it Saw Patrol? The creator is also coming out that weekend. I think Paw Patrol got moved too. So I, why are the creator and Saw 10 coming out the same week? I don't know. That is so dumb. Yeah. Especially like when Gap Dune, week before like, it. The creator should get moved to when Dune was. Yep. That's my opinion. I, I like the creator's going to absolutely bomb. Like you mm-hmm. can't be the other R rated movie that comes out the weekend. Saw creator R rated. That's a good question. I kind of just assumed it was the creator. I just feel like that movie is going to bomb there. I might bomb anyway. Uh, I'm kind of I'm kind of on that boat. Whether it's good or not, I'm kind of thinking it's going to bomb regardless. Um, PG-13. PG-13. 
on Zimmer score. Ooh. Wow. Cool. But I want to see both of those. So dumb. <laughs> Move it. Just like a month. All right. That's what I think. All right. That's it though, Holman. Right. You can take us home. Yeah. If you want to leave us a request, you can do so by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes or email us at toppodcast at gmail.com or donate to our Patreon. I believe that's it. Awesome. I had a lot of fun with this saw conversation. I did too. This saw, saw conversation. I saw so much, Jimmy. And did you I, see the new poster for the new movie? I love saw. Yes. Very good. It, it, I like it, except it should that it should be like the I love New York style, where it should be I oh, heart yeah. and then the saw. Yeah, but it's just like perfect. I good for a t shirt heart saw. Missed opportunity, but I like the idea. I almost I I was like, is it now coming out on Valentine's Day or something? But no, that would be kind of a good move, honestly. A little untraditional. All right, you know, Lionsgate, you can talk to, us, talk to us. All right. In the meantime, though, before none of your business. I'll see you next time. Game over. Love you.